Welcome to the Scrubverse Podcast, your last stop for the latest in gaming news and pop culture. We're your hosts, Chris and Corey. Prepare for dissension. Yeah, after man, I've learned a lot fucking editing a podcast. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> how, how did that go? Well, it didn't go that bad. Like the sync shit didn't. That was no problem whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, except when I started like trying to cut and like paste shit a little too much. Yeah, and then then like, so I realized that if you you could cut something, that's no problem. But then if you try to highlight and then insert. That's when shit will start fucking going nuts. Yeah. You just got to click where you want the beginning to start, and then it's going to throw it in there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, each podcast took me 10 hours to po- edit. But like I said, yeah. <laughs> like I said, I edited it too hard is what I did. I haven't listened to the newest one. I did finish the first one that you and Scotty did. That one was interesting because there was so many people on it. I thought it was good. I thought that, you know... Yeah, I can't. I can't talk about that shit because I don't. I don't do horror films, but yeah, I learned a lot. The second one was more of traditional. So now that the camera is off, you're just laying. You know, showing everything well, off. The camera's off for you. Yeah, it's I not can. off for OBS. <laughs> okay, anyway. doesn't matter. The beard's still fucking gone. <laughs> doesn't matter if there's a beady. So I told. I told you. I sent you the pictures on when the fiasco happened. Yes. And right uh, I, I told. Yeah. And I told my wife, I said, I really wish I would have bought that beard beanie that I saw years ago because I would be wearing it right now for the next Are four, you mo- about four like weeks. The, the big Thor beanie. Yeah. It just goes around your beard and keeps yeah. like your mouth open and all that shit. Yeah. Uh, for anyone that doesn't know, which should be nobody. Uh, I accidentally trimmed off my entire beard three weeks ago. How do you so, do hence, that? So I, I usually trim my beard. I usually keep it pretty long, but sometimes it just, you know, split ends and all that shit just look like shit. Sometimes you got to trim it up. Otherwise, it just looks like crap. So on my electric trimmer, I use a seven millimeter uh, guide. Mm-hmm. And that gives me kind of where I the shortest I want it to be. Well, I went to go trim it the night before you were about to leave for your vacation. And I thought I grabbed the seven. And I guess I didn't have my glasses on. Seven and one look alike. (laughs) And and so I go to do my thing. I usually start on the right side. I start with my sideburn first. And I just go. And I was like, that was a lot. <laughs> and I look in the mirror and I just yell out, "Fuck!" <laughs> and Hallie goes, she yells, "Are you okay?" And then I proceed to say, "Anytime you hear a razor and then someone yell, "Fuck!" It's never a good thing." <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I walked out and I showed her and she goes, oh, no, what are you going to do? I was like, I'm going to trim it off. I'm sh- I'm going to shave everything off. 
And she goes, don't do that. She goes, just try a goatee first. And uh, I was like, okay. And then I looked, I was like, no. I took a picture of it, and uh, I'm sorry, but this will not be going in the Discord or anything like that. These pictures cannot go anywhere besides to people I... No, you won't. You better not. (laughs) But the the goatee legit looked like I should either be pulling you over or walking into your apartment and shooting you for no reason, or... I should have been on some kind of list. <laughs> I would have said the list first and then maybe, you know, walking into somebody's apartment and shooting you. They they were both really bad. So I just did clean shaven and Hallie was just like looking at me the whole time. And she like rubbed my face. I was like, <laughs> stop touching my my Chris. My face was legit freezing for five days. Yeah. Shaving sucks. Are you there? Sorry, I hit the mute button. But uh, <laughs> keeping that in there. <laughs> when I was, are you there? <laughs> when I was sitting at my desk, I when I was working, I had to have my chin in my shirt because my chin was so fucking cold. It fucking sucks, dude. Like, granted, it's probably pretty good for your skin to do close shaves, like to get all that shit off your face. But I got like seven chins under this thing, man, and you know now. <laughs> <laughs> I, so bad. Like, the first time I saw it, I belly laughed so fucking loud. I showed a I, when I was in Austin last week. I showed a couple people, and the one girl was like, "Oh my fucking god! Like you totally look like another. You look like a pedophile." I was like, "Thank you so much." <laughs> uh, it, it was pretty bad. It was real bad. Okay. I don't ever want to do. I thought about it. <laughs> I looked at my wife. I said. I could legit go as fucking Hank Hill for Halloween. And she yeah. goes, she start, she starts going, oh, yeah, I can dress up as Peggy. I was like, that's a joke. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Oh, man. Like, it doesn't, like, you saw it before we started recording. Like, it's short, but it looks not as bad. Like, it's getting there. Yeah. It's going to take a minute. I'm not, fuck No Shave November and all that shit. Mm. It was t- I hope you choke on your beer, you fucker. (laughs) Uh, Let's talk about what we wanted to talk about. Yeah, we should have made that the icebreaker. Whatever. (laughs) This was sent to me. Actually, no, it wasn't actually sent to me. But uh, I saw our buddy Kusanagi, Jason over in the Megavisions crew. He had tweeted something about this game by a company called Dopa Games. Mm -hmm. And it's called Super Pilot. And as you know... I am waiting eagerly for the next F-Zero game, which I will never get. Never. Never. But this this might satiate my fucking F-Zero X uh, want. Have you played it yet? I played it a little bit. I uh, I like it. I feel like it's lacking in the music era, area. Yeah. Cause, that was my but biggest the pr- complaint with it. The problem is we have F-Zero X music in our heads when we play a game like this. Mm-hmm. But but also there was just at one point it sounded like classical music and I was just like what like between the loading screens it sounded like that swelling sound that came in it sounded like a like a tube like not a tuba but some kind of horn or something like that I wouldn't but, really go with classical music it was it was definitely like elevator filler music but yeah but it's in early access too so <coughs> yeah there's not but, there's only two circuits in there there's about twelve tracks. 
Um, have you only played novice mode, or have, did you get to play master? No, I just I just played like bottom tier, just very okay. easy. So I'm I think it's cool. It's got its mute city stage. It's got its uh big blue stage. It's got its port mm-hmm. town stage. I mean, I think that the tracks are pretty well done. It's very bare bones, but they're using Unity, and it's an early access, like you said. So mm-hmm. at face value, I think that it has some potential. Um, it's, yeah. I, think it's, I think that as it is, it's a competent arcade racer that what we're looking for from the F-Zero IP that we're never going to it's like like it, like you said, it has the bare bones, but I, it's just lacking the personality right now. Right, that's what it is. It's lacking right. like the music. It's lacking, and like I said, it has music, but it's just like a game like this. And like I said, we keep comparing it to the F Zero X series or the F Zero series. It needs to have like fast paced, heavy music, like rock music or something like that. It's it's a fast paced racer. That's what it needs to be. I do like it's almost bare bones, just like F Zero X, except for two things that I noticed in the few tracks I played. You still don't get your, you know, it, you take one lap to get your boost unlocked. You don't yep. get boost until uh, second lap. Uh, you don't have to charge that boost though, which I'm glad. I actually hated the the, uh, the energy meter. Yeah, this is basically you can boost whenever you want, but if you boost too long, you overheat. Yeah. And you explode. It's so you cool don't want to do that. Yeah. Uh, they did enter, they put in like some of the Mario Kart drifting and boosting thing. Which I like, even though that, it's only useful at on one track. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're only and able I, to take advantage of it on like the last track in the second circuit. Right. I feel like it's more useful too. Like when I'm just boosting nonstop, I care about that more than I care about the drifting. Mm-hmm. So maybe the drifting would be a better thing to like try and get ahead in lap one or something like that. So maybe if the track like gives it to you, like what I like about Mario Kart is that when I do the drift, I can, you know, control how hard I want to mm-hmm. take the turn. So if I'm doing my drift, I can go, you know, back and forth and control, you know, how far left or how far right I'm going with this. It's like, you know, you pitch right and you turn right and you can't pitch right and turn left. Then you're just going to turn left with a little bit, a little bit of a lean. Uh, It doesn't, it doesn't work that well. Uh, It reminds me a bit of a game called Red Out. Uh, It's, it's on Steam. Beautiful game. Absolutely gorgeous. I think it came out back in like 2012. The game is... It reminds me, it, not that it reminds me, it's inspired by the Wipeout series more than anything else. Okay, yeah. Um, but I always thought that Wipeout and F-Zero, while the gameplay style is very, very different, they kind of, you know, sit in the same hemisphere, so to say. Right, um, right. But it's it controls very similarly to that, where not only are you controlling your turns, but you're also pitching left and pitching right to kind of lean in and get that, that harder turn with the, with the, uh, the drifting mechanic in space pilot. Um, I don't see the benefit in it right now. And I mean, I, I'm, I'm playing on, I tried playing on master mm. that, that game is hard. Like all Super, the differences. You, 
It's also super pilot, not space pilot. <laughs> Whatever, super pilot. I fucked it up. <laughs> I was thinking space pilot before you said super pilot, and I'm just like, yeah, oh, the game is called space pilot. And then you corrected me, and I'm like, don't say space pilot. Don't say space pilot. <laughs> Man, I'm real happy to have it. you back. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, no, uh, I think the, the main thing is it's the the editor is what people are gonna like. I haven't played around with the editor. Um, I haven't either, but. And from what I understand, did I could be wrong? Did we even get an editor with F Zero X? Because from what I understand, yes. that was only on certain cartridges. It might have been only on certain. I do believe it was only on certain cartridges. I think it was the Japanese cartridges that might have had it, or something like that. Or it was very. I can't remember what was that extra peripheral shit that the N sixty four was trying to come out with. There's the N sixty four disk drive that. It might have been that. It was supposed to connect to that, and you were able to mess around with it using the the additional uh, floppy disk or whatever that came with it. Um, yeah. I don't remember having a, a, a track editor, although I do remember the rumors of there being one. That's why I've always wanted to get a Japanese N64, just so I can get the Japanese disk drive right. and check out all the, the cool and weird shit that they came out with. Well, with today's age, especially with like Mario Maker and the Zelda dungeon uh, thing in Link's Awakening, uh, edit track editors are a bigger thing now. I think it would do really well now, so people could just like make th- if this game were to get bigger, I think that would be one of the points that people would buy the game would be track editors and stuff like that. Yeah, I think this this game will be a good metric to see mm-hmm. how many people actually give a shit about the F-Zero series. Because I love F-Zero. I think F-Zero mm-hmm. is one of the best arcade racers out there. It's up there with Wipeout. It's up there with Mario Kart, uh, Sonic and Sega All-Stars. Um, it's, for some reason, I only hear about diehards talking about F-Zero. Nobody else. Yeah. It's, it's really sad. Like, we... The last F-Zero game that we got, I believe, was on the GameCube. We got F-Zero GX. Yep. And that game was phenomenal. That game was so good. And we've just never gotten anything else. Like, we've had two or three, four, maybe almost four systems come out, and we've gotten nothing. So, but hopefully we can, hopefully, if this is just as good, I'm going to keep playing this. Uh, it's in, it's on Steam right now uh, for its Steam Early Access. It's $12.99. Uh, if you got 13 bucks to blow, I would definitely play it. And they're going to be having more stuff come out. So, But yeah, it's created by Dopamine, Dopa Games. I started following them on Twitter and all that stuff, so we'll see where it goes. Nice. Awesome. Well, speaking of Mario Kart and where the fuck have you been, we're, let's go into the weeks and you're going to start us off. So, The, the last two weeks I've been on vacation uh, in Florida. We've been staying in Kissimmee right outside of Disney. At the Westgate Resort, it's some three or four star, all inclusive resort. Really nice. Oh wow! Um, yeah, my my folks in law own a timeshare down there, so whenever we go down to Florida, we stay there, and nice. they come and visit. Um, but I've learned that two weeks is too long. Uh, I was going stir crazy by like day five. <laughs> 
just with all the stuff that's like all the news that has been coming out and all the stuff that I wanted to talk about and I just was not able to talk Dude, about it. I um, the, that first podcast with uh, Scotty and Rachel and my wife, I was just mm-hmm. like, "There's so much shit." I, like the Blizzard stuff happened right away, and I was like, "God damn it!" <laughs> like, but we'll oh, get into that, that later. So fucking heated. Oh man, we'll 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 have our chance. We'll yeah, finally yeah, after we'll, three we'll weeks, we'll, we'll have our chance. We'll talk about it. Um, it this vacation was just a lot of like weird, crazy experiences. My father-in-law got me into this whole craft beer bullshit. Not that I was looking to get into it, but that's all he drinks, and mm-hmm. he takes us to the bar and he you know buys the crawlers or whatever the fuck they're called. They're like these giant tin cans um i mean it's it's cool it's definitely got me into drinking different types of beer which i was kind of dabbling in that but he was just like nah kick the child into the pool go head first into it <laughs> um he's also really big into board games and we played this game called scythe for the last two weeks while i was there and it's this big strategy tabletop game it's all about resource management um, I mean, if you're into shit like that, it's cool, but it's one giant game of like risk. Oof, along I'm not big on risk. Thing. Yeah, I, I like a risk, but there's just a lot going on. And I think that part of the charm and appeal to Scythe is that when you take your turn, there's always like little busy work that you have to do. Right. Okay. So each turn doesn't feel like it's wasted, but there's four different things that you got to do. You got to build up your troops. You got to, you know, collect your resources. You got to build up structures and you got to um, build popularity and power and esteem and whatever. But the thing is, is that you can do any of those five or six things and still have no idea who the fuck is in the lead. <laughs> like, it's just like I'm taking a gamble and I think that this is what I should do. That's kind of fucked up. Sometimes you need to know who's right. Like every. Certain things, certain actions require different uh, resources. So, for example, if I want to build a structure, I need wood. So I focus on building wood. But in order for me to generate wood, I either need money or I need power. There's also like these instant cards where you can spend power and popularity to do, you know, one of three things. And some of it is generating the popularity and the power. And the other thing is using the popularity and the power to do something fucked up. But it's all, all right. it's all weird. It's it's cool, but it's, it's called Scythe. It's called Scythe. It's okay. I think that the entire board game and expansion comes out to like a hundred dollars. It's not a cheap game, right? Um, but I mean, it's cool. Uh, got my go kart fix. Um, there's a place called Andretti F1 Go Karts. It's Ugh. it's pretty much like a Dave and Buster's, but they got laser tag and go karting, and the go karts go like 50 miles an hour. I haven't gone go karting in so long. Like it's my thing. I if they, I had a go karting place around here, I'd be there like once a month at least. Um, I mean that's cool. And then finally, of course, I went to the parks. The only park that I didn't go to was Universal. Which I kind of have regrets, but somebody had to watch the fucking kid. Right. <laughs> you know? Um, I, we, we went to Universal out in California, and it was all right. But like I said, I was, I've was i said it before. I was too fat to ride a lot of the rides. So <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, dude. Like, the, especially the Harry Potter, specifically the Harry Potter rides. Like, there was one where there was a ride that you had to sit down, and it was a thing that came over you, and then it clicked. 
and would lock. Well, it wouldn't yeah. click on me at all. So, yeah, it was like Flight of the Phoenix or some fucking ride that was like that. I said, fuck y'all. I don't want to ride it anyway. So that I got sucks. to ride the shit I wanted to. Like we rode a they have a lot of the they're like virtual rides where you sit in a cart with other people and the cart technically never leaves where you're at but it's in front of like a movie screen the entire time and it's acting like you're in it and it's moving and it sprays stuff like we did the Simpsons one and it was like you had to escape Sideshow Bob's like horror amusement park and it was super super fun yeah there was a few things that are like that we did that shit at Disney Um, but first we went to SeaWorld I mean I don't give a shit about animals I don't give a shit about zoos like mm-hmm. you do what you have to do to take care of them, but I don't. I don't want to f- go fucking see goddamn stingrays. But they'll get cool. you. <laughs> yeah, they'll get you. Uh, that's why I, I. That's why I avoid the water. But they have. I didn't know that SeaWorld had uh had roller coasters and shit like that. Oh, they do. I thought it was just like a an aquatic zoo. Nah, they have fucking roller coasters and shit, and they're the best fucking roller coasters that I've been on. Really? Now, that's not saying a whole lot because I didn't go to Universal, but I've been to Six Flags. I've been to King's Dominion and, you know, I was Bush at Gardens. Disney. Bush Gardens. Nah, SeaWorld has the best fucking rides. I went on this thing called the Mako. It didn't even do any fucking loops, but it takes you like 30,000 leagues into the fucking air. And then it's just like this, this drop. It just goes down and then it just goes up and down and up and down but it does it so fucking fast that i'm just like (laughs) i'm gonna fucking die and the only thing that's holding you down is this tiny little bar over your your waistband like i'm like a ride like this needs the overhead yeah nah and then something that pisses me off about SeaWorld rides i feel like they're the bars, the structure bars, are way too fucking close to where the tr- the actual uh, rail carts come through. So I'm, like, mm-hmm. ducking my head because I'm afraid I'm going to lose my fucking shit. It gets smacks right into the fucking uh, structure. <laughs> nah. But, no. SeaWorld's got the fastest and the biggest fucking rides. That shit was scary as fuck. And then, finally, Disney. Like, I'm trying to give the too long didn't read on this vacation because there was <laughs> a lot of fu- yeah there's a lot of fucking downtime dude uh animals ki- animal kingdom the biggest thing that i saw when i was there we went on the safari and i had the absolute pleasure of watching two rhinos start fucking ah <laughs> that's the best why didn't you take a video or a picture or something dude i had already walked like 16 miles that day you know, I mm. I did like almost 50,000 steps that day. I was fucking tired. I wasn't taking my phone out for shit. First off, <laughs> Animal Kingdom is big as fuck. Okay? Oh, yeah. And they have like a lot of their attractions is just like, oh, look at these animals over here. And here's a movie. And here's why you should like, you know, support animal conservation. And I'm like, OK, yeah, these are all noble things, but I don't really give a shit. Um, you know, they have the the dinosaur thing i took first off something i didn't say i am the worst fucking parent in the world because every single ride that i took my son on scared the fucking shit out of him i took him to like the dino exhibit thing that's what you're supposed to do as a as a parent you're supposed to scar your child it was unknowingly like it was just like oh let's put him on the the alien ride or 
you know, something that's legitimately scary. He's like, no, let's put him on the dino exhibit. And then you got the, you're being chased by this fucking T-Rex the entire goddamn time. And he is losing his fucking mind. <laughs> you got a baby kid. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's three, but still, I, t- I took him on. Um, the fuck was the other thing? Not Splash Mountain. There was some other shit. Uh, and the, the same fucking thing. He gets scared by the littlest fucking shit. I, the, a bug's life. Like when the, the fucking... They still have that right? Yeah, they still have that thing. It was Damn. the worst, too. That shit was fucking dumb. <laughs> but anyway. I think we're just getting... I think we're just too old. Yeah, Disney, now that I've gone as a 30-year-old... Um, Disney is like very kid friendly. It's very family friendly. And I think that the focus has always been on the family, but it's, it doesn't do anything for me. I'm, I was there for my son for the most part. What's crazy is there's people that go there that don't have kids. They just, there's people go that there. go there like all the fucking time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there is this one couple that goes there at least once a month. They have like a, uh, the pass a season pass. And yeah. they go well, there. they're the one in California has like you can get part of like the secret club or some shit. Yeah, and, like I don't know, man. Like maybe it's maybe we're just instead of saying old, maybe we're just like a different breed. Maybe because there's like even in their older age, like I know a lot of people that still legitimately enjoy going to Disney. I mean, they've got a lot of shows that are cool. They've got a shit ton of shops that I'll get into later. Um <laughs> I, just I don't. don't even, I don't even want to know how much you spent. <laughs> I didn't spend a whole lot of money on knickknacks. My mm. big dollar, like my big spending, came from food. Um, yeah. And Disney, Disney's restaurants are really, really good. In in Animal Kingdom, there's this place called the Yak and the Yeti. Uh, some of the best fucking drinks I've had. And it's it's in like the the Asian area of the animal kingdom. So like, we had like Korean barbecue and ramen, and they had oh, wow. Korean surf and turf. It was it was really fucking good food. Um, but again, the the apex moment of Animal Kingdom was watching the two rhinos just fucking <laughs> going to town, and and our fucking like safari guide was just like <laughs> starts singing can you feel the love tonight oh fuck off <laughs> <laughs> fuck off and he was just like you don't understand this is actually a really good thing because we've been trying to get these rhinos to mate and i'm like okay yeah sure and because you were there share the moment. <laughs> yeah exactly well that's the thing going back to the food that's one of the reasons why i don't fucking like the ocean at all but it's probably one of the reasons why i'd go on a cruise like because cruise food is usually really fucking good and Basically, on a cruise, you just get shit faced and eat buffets all day. That's all you do. Yeah. And yeah, then I'm when you dock, on a cruise. when you dock somewhere, you dock somewhere that you can just buy shit like super fucking cheap, and then you get back on the boat, and you just fucking on the way back, you keep getting drunk and just eating. Yeah, that's why I'm afraid to get go on a cruise because you'll fall I'll off s- the boat. <laughs> what? F- well, I could swim, but falling off of a boat and falling into a pool are two totally different things. Like I'm afraid of the yeah. ocean. I'm legitimately afraid of the ocean. Yeah. I've said it before and I'll say it again. There's legitimately fucking monsters that live in the ocean. Yeah. Um, oh. But besides animal kingdom, magic kingdom, the biggest moment was, you know, going trick or treating with my son. 
Um, and that oh yeah, at Disneyland. At Disneyland, and that motherfucker, like, he was tired at all the other times that we went trick or uh, not trick or treating, but all the other times we went at the the parks. Not but then. <laughs> he had this this energy, this this drive. There was like, no, we need to find more candy, and they give you candy by like the the handfuls, and they're just dumping Oof. it into his bag. And my son is just like reveling in this shit. And he's just he's like, like, nah, ah. we gotta go get more. <laughs> we gotta get those numbers up. He, he swapped <laughs> those out are rookie three. numbers. <laughs> exactly. Like we had this shit set up because we took two Halloween bags, like the Halloween basket things. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. guess followed what your mom said, and you know, you take your candy and you dump it. Yep. In the hidden bag. Yep. And you put it under the stroller, and then Alexi's just like, nah, no, nah, that's my shit. I need to carry that too. So he's carrying two fucking baskets oh, of candy. Jesus. And they're just putting it dumpfuls, like handfuls into the it was it was crazy. That's all. And that, knowing at Disney is it Disneyland or Disney World down there? Disney World. Disney the World. Knowing Dis don't knowing Disney World, they're just giving like that good shit too. <laughs> yeah, it was it was all the good candy. It it's not like a bunch like, of fucking dum dums and like or smarties or, or circus like circus peanuts or whatever the fuck those things are. No, they got not they don't got the big candy bars, but it's like the the halfway like the the half candy bars. So yeah, like you get a Twix, you get one half of a Twix. Damn, get half of a Snickers. So I do miss trick or treating nuts. as a kid. I miss trick or treating. Yeah, have a kid. And you'll you just no 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 no. Fucking candy. no 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 oh yeah I guess you could do that too <laughs> yeah um, oh. Hollywood Studios we went on the Tower of Terror we didn't spend a whole lot of time there but we went on the Tower of Terror and oh, yeah. we went to Galaxy's Edge um, that's a good that name. is the biggest disappointment out of oh. the entire Disney trip Galaxy's Edge um, you know I heard the I don't want to say the horror stories, but I've always been told if you are a hardcore Star Wars fan before Disney took it over, you're going to be disappointed. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what I was always, always told. And when we finally got to Galaxy's Edge, the the environment is cool. All right. They make it look like it's like this pseudo Tatooine Moss Esley-esque city. Um, maybe a little bit more foresty area. Um, maybe not, not quite like Jakku, but I mean like it's, it's like half forest, half desert area type shit. So, I mean, it looks cool and you know, they've got like stormtroopers out on like these structures doing overwatch. You'll see like Imperial guards walking down like they're on patrol and shit. Like they're on patrol and you'll see like spies hiding somewhere and passing information. Uh, most of the, um, the workers are dressed the part. And it was one of the things that was really cool, which I wish I brought down with me, but like the, the bottles of soda come in like these, these orbs and you, they almost look yeah. like grenades and you twist it off and you got to hold it from the bottom. And that shit was cool. But as opposed to a lot of the other areas that I've seen in like animal kingdom where they have like information centers or, you know, go into magic kingdom and they got like areas where they talk about the lore and stories yeah. and shit like that. None of that. It was all stores. Oh, that all sucks. of it was stores. They were, there might have been like one or two rides there, but most of the rides or most of the, uh, pardon me, most of the shows were outside of Galaxy's Edge. 
So mm. while you were in Galaxy's Edge, all you can do is like eat shitty food or buy something. <laughs> that well, that's was like it. when we were in uh, Universal Studios, we went because you know the, one of the major things is the Harry Potter world and all that shit. And I'm like, all right, Harry Potter's cool. Like I'm not really that big into Harry Potter. Uh, but we right when we were leaving the Harry Potter world, like we, I, I actually almost bought one of like the wands and shit too. And I was like, no, nah, fuck that shit. Uh, we're leaving Harry Potter world, and I look and I was like, is that the Springfield sign from the Simpsons? It was a pleasant surprise. I didn't know that there was a Simpsons world in Universal Studios. Yeah. So when I walked up, I was like, oh shit, this is pretty cool because I'm a pretty big Simpsons fan, regardless of how shitty the show has become. But. Mm-hmm. We walk into it and you like walk into the middle and yeah, it's all like shops and restaurants, but they're all places from the Simpsons. Like Moe's Tavern is a quote unquote bar that you can go into and order food and drinks and stuff like that. That's uh, cool. The Quickie Mart is where you can go and get memorabilia and like uh, f- uh, food and shit like that. Uh, they had the, what is it, Cletus's uh, Chicken Coop or whatever. And it was like a play, another place you could eat at. And all. They had the Krusty Burger. They had all that stuff. It was really, really cool. But, I don't know. Disney just doesn't appeal to me. <laughs> nah, Disney's Galaxy's Edge, or just, I guess, anything that they do like that in general. Um, like, on the surface, it looks cool. But when you like try to de- dig any deeper, it's yeah. there's not much of value for it. Like, and before anyone I, gets into it, like these guys are just cynical. We're we're cynical, but we're also like, I'm cynical, but I'm passionate about the things that I like. You know, right. I, I've been a Star Wars fan since I was a child. I like Star Wars. Besides, like Sonic the Hedgehog and Sega, was my first. You know theme or culture thing. yeah it was like I, it was for like me it was like fandom. Po- there you go yeah mine was like in the beginning before i really started playing video games it was like power rangers and teenage mutant ninja turtles yeah so when i see shit like this you know i i expect the the ip to be better taken care of i guess you can yeah. say you have higher standards and i know that They've probably only had the IP or they've only had Galaxy's Edge for like two years. But even then, I Disney's got enough a money. A little bit more. I like the lack of rides, I don't give a shit about. Yeah. And I just, I expected a little bit more when it came to like the storylines of Star Wars, more or less. But can't that's you go my, in there and make your own fucking lightsaber and all that shit? It costs 200 bucks. And I'm good. <laughs> my old roommate, you know, he went and like creating your own lightsaber is supposed to be like the, you know, the the pilgrimage, like going on your pilgrimage yeah. and you're going to the Mecca and you're doing the thing, you know. And from what I understand, your experiences are going to vary because there are certain people that work there that just color by the numbers. OK, go ahead. Do this. Do this. Do this. Congratulations. You built your lightsaber. You know, move on, which yeah. is shitty. Especially yeah. when you got like younger kids there who are like in the magic or trying to feel the magic of Disney. Impressionable. Less. Right. Um, but my buddy, he was there. He said that he had a good time putting it together, but he also collects lightsabers. Like the most expensive oh. shit that he has is almost a thousand dollars. He's just like, it's a two hundred dollar lightsaber. Which is really, <laughs> really cheap. Like the lightsaber that I got, 
sitting in the uh, the next room that he bought for me for my birthday. Yeah. That's a two hundred dollar lightsaber. So I guess you could it's say crazy. his standards on how they're supposed to be built is relatively high. Right, right. Um, Going back to talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, sure. I listened to uh, not the most recent uh, sideshow, but the most recent regular Mega Visions uh, uh, episode, and they were talking about the uh, the new arcade One Up TMNT cabinet. And apparently that thing's supposed to be super fucking cool. Sketchcraft bought one. And it might be one of the arcade one-ups that I might actually buy. (laughs) Because it has, Uh, like, four, like, grown adults can stand there and, like, play it. And be pretty comfortable. I'd have to see it because the one-up arcade cabinets are really, really small. Yeah, even with the risers. Yeah. Like, they're... I saw John Hancock do a video on them and he's not a very tall man and even he had to like hunch over and you know yeah. play mortal Kombat 2 or whatever the fuck that he bought i've seen a lot of people buying them and then just turn them into main cabinets which is like, the right thing to do with them yeah did you but even geez, then, the star wars one so normally the uh i think they're like 300 maybe 350 maybe 400 that's what the arcade one-ups run around. Like, they are, like, the Star Wars one is $500. Where? Like, you get, over at my Walmart, they're 250 I think, though, it's because, aren't those the older ones, though? I'm th- I, Like, I think Maybe. it's the newer ones that are coming out that are that expensive. I don't follow the arcade one-up things. Right. Like, I see people play with it at Walmart. The, and they, the Star Wars one is $500. I looked it up. And then pretty Star Wars, or is it like the 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 original three movies? I think so. Yeah, the I don't ones know. that had ports over to the Super Nintendo, right? Yeah, but I think it's uh, it's I think they're just putting more on it because it's Star Wars. I'm really sure. So I don't. know. But yeah, so I'm guessing that's about your your two weeks, huh? No, I no? I, I got a little bit more. I went oh, yeah? to Epcot. Um, Epcot is my favorite place because it's relaxed and uh i all you do is eat so i was gonna say pretty, I, what what is epcot epcot is supposed to be like the human well epcot's part of disney epcot's the fourth um i guess like world that they have so they have magic kingdom animal kingdom hollywood studios and then finally epcot epcot doesn't really get talked about a lot especially with the younger guys, because people say there's nothing to do there. Epcot's cut into two halves. The first half is like the space exploration, uh, mechanical shit. They have a test track where Chevrolet allows you to design your own vehicle. Oh, wow. Um, and you can test it out or test it out. It's really <laughs> Yeah. Um, they've got like this starship space earth bullshit where you get to look around like a futuristic space colony um then they have like this this ride it's not really a ride it's more of like one of those vr things that you were talking about um where you get locked into this oversized casket more or less and you have this video play out of you flying around earth or flying around mars and shit and i mean it's pretty cool but What's really nice is the um, international fair. So you have this giant lake in 
the center of it all. And all around the lake, you have these districts of each individual country. And, okay. you know, you'll go to Canada, you'll go to Ireland, you'll go to uh, Morocco and Japan, China, India, and they sell really cheap street food there. So you spend $5 and you'll get like a piece of pork belly and some rice and beans from Brazil. Oh, or you'll cool. get some venison stew over in like the Alps and shit like that. And so that's where we had lunch and we just hit every single country and had yeah. like one of their signature dishes. And it's really nice because they make the entire district look like one of their major cities in their country. Right. Um, so it was a really nice relaxing time. We ate, we drank. I had like probably about 30 different beers Jesus um, Christ. from all these different countries. It was, it was great. Is that awesome? But that Beer night, snob. <laughs> yeah. But that night, uh, me and my wife were just like, where are we going to go to dinner? Because you can have dinner at like one of the really nice restaurants in each of the countries. So we go to Morocco. Now, I'm pissed off because when we went to Morocco, we went into this, it's this gorgeous restaurant. It's, it's relatively small, but in the center, they've got this guy who's like doing like the Arabic music. Mm-hmm. And then this belly dancer comes out and she does her thing. And she, you know, really hot Middle Eastern chick. Well, my wife starts videotaping her and Uh-oh. the girl notices. And so she starts dancing in front of the videotape. And my son, like his jaw is just dropped. He's like <laughs> staring at this lady. Uh, again, gorgeous woman. Um, but after the music is over and the guy's getting ready to go into the next song, she approaches the table and asks if my wife wants to dance. And the oh. bitch said no. Ah. <laughs> she was just like, no, I'm too drunk. I'm going to make a fool of myself. And it pisses me off because Tiff has done belly dancing in the past. She went to like legit classes for that shit. And I'm just like, why? You got this beautiful woman here that you could yeah. jump on the, on the dance floor with. It'd be a great time for everybody. Like, you specifically. You, yeah, you specifically. Like, No, I meant you as in you. Oh, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to play it off. I was like, no, no, no. You should totally go and do it. You should do this for you. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is a really – this is your Disney magic. <laughs> You're just in the corner trying to hide a semi-chub. <laughs> and we were right by the dance floor. It would have been like – Perfect, but no, she she pushed out. My son, she asked my son if she want if he wanted to dance, and he was just like, "Nah, son, nah, bitch, I got like this chocolate ice cream." Yeah, I'm with done him. with you. <laughs> I'm done with you. Um, but all in all, <laughs> Disney was nice, but there was just a lot of downtime, and I think that that's what my biggest issue was: just going stir crazy. I played a shit ton of Mario Kart Eight. Like, it's I good, beat, isn't it? Yeah, no, I knew it's good. I had it for the uh, the 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 Wii or the Wii U. Yeah. But now I have my uh, my roommate's copy of it that you know I cleared off all of 150 CC mirror CC, and I'm starting to go into the 200 CC type. 200s bullshit. 200s, you know, 200s rough, but it's not it's not unbeatable. I've no. What I'm saying is like I just had to change my entire play style when it came to 200. I haven't. I I didn't need to do that. I I think that I have pretty 
pretty good reaction when it comes to I just had to, to break like a lot that. more. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what you should do if you're in trouble. You know, my my go-to build is usually like Bowser, pipe frame, slick uh, tires, and then really any um, any sailcloth or whatever, whatever the fuck it's called. I usually go with Roy. I use a Roy, and then I uh, I forget the body. I think I went back to like the regular go go kart body, and mm-hmm. I think I use like the thin wheels, and then one of the parachute things like gives me better acceleration over top speed. So I was like, sure, I'll take my acceleration is kind of shitty right now. So I need a little bit of that just in case. I say fuck acceleration. Just go with the big heavies. But, no, I mean, Mario if your Kart reaction time is good. So, yeah. Yeah. Mario Kart 8, you know, just slaying Tiff, slaying my roommate every single time. They were getting super pissed. Like, because no matter what, I, I'm always within the top three, almost yes. always first place. But I mean, yeah. like, they don't play Mario Kart like I do. So I'm just like, no, I'm, I'm going to beat you guys. So they started turning on, like, the the auto-turning and the auto-acceleration. Ah, that shit fucks me up. I can't do it. But I accidentally turned can. it on. So I when I, one of the last times I was flying and playing that, I had it accidentally turned on. And mm-hmm. I was getting so fucking pissed. I was like... Because I go off-road a lot with my shit because I want to go hit the shortcuts and all that. And it'll just auto-correct you back to the regular path. And I'm like, fuck off, game. This is bullshit. Yeah, I, can't, I can't do that shit. It's so fucking annoying. And my roommate turned that shit on. And he was just like, well, you should be good enough to beat me even if I have the handicaps on. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> Still beat you. He storms off all fucking mad and shit. It's great. Um. <laughs> But I think I'm going to start playing that online, like kind of like, you know, get better. I know that I'm going to get my ass beat when I first go online and shit like that. They took out fire hopping, which I'm kind of annoyed. They mm-hmm. patch that shit out. And it's fire hopping is like when yeah. you're able to abuse your your hops and get your your, your extend your boost boosts. farther. Yeah. Um, I also tried playing Dragon Quest uh, 11s on the switch. I am thoroughly disappointed in the graphical output. Like I didn't I knew it was going to be different from the PS4. I didn't think it was going to be that different. Like the resolution in that is like hard set 720. Oh wow. And when the draw distance, the draw distance on the PS4, like it's not bad. You can see pretty clearly the further you look out into the environments in the Switch version, it's real blurry. But the Switch version has, like, a, a lot of extra content that I want to see. So I might just use the Switch version and play it in 2D mode, which is, like, one of the big big selling points for it anyway. Right. Um, but other than that, that that's really all all I did. I mean, on the way home, I listened to the new Amina Monaguchi album. You were not happy with it. <laughs> I was not happy with it. I do not think it's good. But the second I got home, like the day after, I started right back to work. I'm reviewing the uh, Retro Fighters Brawl Gen USB gamepad. Yeah, it's I saw that. It's supposed to be for the, uh, the Genesis Mini for PC and for Switch. That should be out either tomorrow or Monday. We'll see. I would probably push till Monday. I don't. You probably really shouldn't put reviews out on a weekend or anything like that. I mean, so. having it done by Oh, then. okay, okay. But... Yeah, that's that's my two to three weeks, like, and that's really condensed because I don't want to talk on forever. 
Right. All right. Well, I I worked a lot the two weeks you were gone. <laughs> Not so mm-hmm. much. I mean, in every aspect. Like I was, you know, it takes a lot when uh, you go to do a podcast. You're like, all right. So now you're the only one here. You need to think of things we need to do for the podcast. You need to like if you want to do something special, you need to coordinate it and make sure you get all the people together. That was one of the worst parts. I loved doing that first podcast with uh, my wife and with Rachel and with Scotty, but making sure everyone was on the same schedule was a nightmare. It was yeah. so hard, and uh, that podcast was super fun because it was very different than our normal, uh, not recipe, but our normal. Uh, things how we do things on this podcast or by the book podcast yeah that's what the second one was more of when it was just me and scotty we were we did news and all that we talked a little bit on news because i don't think scotty scotty only really likes to talk about news that he likes which fair Mm -hmm. enough i understand that too but so i tried to pick some articles we talked about the analog uh, pocket that's coming out we talked about that thing looks so fucking cool yeah but i have a retro freak so i don't know if i could justify buying it so i'm buying it the reason why I'm buying it is because you could one, they have dockable support, so you're going to yeah. be able to play it onto your TV. Two, it has support for the Neo Geo Pocket Color, which yeah. sells me right. That's what Scotty there. Scotty pulled out his Neo Geo Pocket Color and was showing it yeah. on this all that. And, that and uh, Atari Jaguar, I'm like, okay, I'm done. This that's all that that and the Capcom IPs, like the dead ones that they're trying to bring back. Yeah, that would which be awesome. Ones? Uh, they had said that they're, that. well, they never, they haven't officially said anything, but people are talking about, they wish like a dino crisis would come out or, uh, they were thinking dark stalkers, I think is still in the works. They're thinking about bringing a dark stalkers. Oh, ok- Okami two. All I that shit. About that. Yeah. So we talked about that and those were the main articles that Scotty was really into. And we talked about our favorite horror movies, which we found out yours is alien just like Scotty's is. So, yep. <laughs> uh, what else did we talk about? We uh, on the second podcast we talked about our favorite horror games, which I haven't played a lot of horror games, but Scotty had a lot to say about that because he was very big in Resident Evil One and Two. He, mm-hmm. I watched. Uh, I need to send you the link to it. I think no, I added. If you go to last week's podcast in the podcast description on Podbean, it actually has the link to Scotty's edit of his Soma playthrough that he did. He did yeah. like a I don't know how long the stream was, but he condensed it all into a ten minute edit of like the best scenes and stuff like that. It was pretty good. I've never played Soma, and it looks really, really interesting. So I might. Soma's play that. a really, really good game. Yeah, he said it's it's very it's one of those games that just is like fucking crazy, and it, he mm-hmm. could see it happening. So yeah. But uh, besides the podcast, and I like I said before, I have a newfound respect for you editing the podcast because it's a bitch. <laughs> it can. Well, the thing is, it can be a bitch, or you can be a bitch to it. I mm-hmm. think. I was a bitch to the podcast more than it was a bitch to me because I think I just edited too much and I think I tried to kill myself. So, <laughs> But I got them out. That's all that matters. I got two two-hour podcasts out. So fuck everybody else. But uh, So after we did our podcast on Sunday morning, I had to go. I was in Austin, Texas last week. And let me tell you, the worst travel day I've ever had in my entire life. I've been traveling for about four years. I've been with my job for five years, and I, four of those has been usually in a traveling position. So I leave here. I leave my house at 5 o'clock, and I live about an hour and 40 minutes away from the airport. So I drive to the airport. I get there. I get through TSA, You know, get on the plane. All that's good. We take off at 7.50 p.m. on Sunday. 
and I'm right next to fucking Chad and Brad, who are just fucking annoying. So I have my music all the way up, and I can still hear. There was a football game, the Eagles, and I guess the Cowboys, and that's all they were like. They were like, "Dude, fucking internet's not working. I can't see the game." I was like, "Fuck off, dude." Anyway, we're flying. I'm listening to actually, I'm listening to the Megavisions podcast, and it's about an hour flight from uh, Little Rock to Dallas. And it just, something kind of clicks. I'm like, man, this flight's taking a lot longer than usual. I'm like, whatever, maybe it's just me. So we go, we start, I feel it's about to land, so I turn my music off and all that. And we land, and she goes, welcome back to Little Rock. I was like, all right, this bitch thinks she's funny. Come to find out, during the flight, I didn't hear the announcement that a tornado had touched down in Dallas and they redirected five flights back to Little Rock. <laughs> My flight being one of them. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> oh, Chris, it gets better. <laughs> so we land, and I'm like, cool, they're about to let us off. This flight's going to get canceled. I'll just drive back home, drive back tomorrow, get a double mileage check, be good to go. No, nah, mm-hmm. we sit at the gate for 45 minutes, and they don't let us off. And then they're like, we just got clearance to go back out to Dallas, so we're going back out. And since we were the last plane to come in, we're the first ones to go out. And I was like, fucking whatever. I'll land in Dallas. I'll get my flights. My second flight would have been delayed, so I'll get to Austin a little bit later. It's fine. <laughs> so I, we land in Dallas. We get there. Everybody deplanes. I'm one of the like ten through passengers, so I didn't have to get off the plane until about twenty minutes later when they said. Hey, because I looked, I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm watching something on the phone, and planes kind of, like, move a little bit, even when they're sitting. Nah, bitch, this thing was like, I felt like I was on a goddamn roller coaster at one point. And I was like, goddamn, what the fuck? And I looked out the window, just sheets of just rain coming down. And I was like, we're not fucking leaving this airport. And sure enough, <laughs> five... Five minutes later, they, the guy, the pilot comes on. He's like, "Hey, we don't know. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna wait out the storm and then we're gonna go, but we're gonna let you guys get off the plane so you guys can go get some food, go use the, a proper bathroom and all that." I was like, "Cool." We're sitting there, and I start seeing the lines at the ticket counters, and I'm like, "This flight's getting canceled." Like these are flights from other places that these people. Two a.m. rolls around. My flight finally gets canceled because the pilots have worked too long. Because pilots only can work a certain amount of hours before they have to right. take you. And I was like, I, I saw it coming. So I was like, yeah, this is getting canceled. Uh, rental car place. Dallas to Austin's only three hours. Easy drive. Mm-hmm. Rental place doesn't open till 5 a.m. So I was like, fucking whatever. I'll book this hotel. I'll go and sleep until about noon. Come back, get my car, and drive, and we'll be good to go. So I get an Uber, finally. $40 Uber at 2.30 in the morning. I get to the air, or the, the, the hotel. The hotel has no electricity because of the tornado. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, the automatic door, I had to push it open. And the guy was, like, sitting there with one of the, like, housekeeping guys. He's like, oh, sir, can we help you? And I told him the situation. I was like, he's like, yeah, we won't be able to check you in and all that. I was like, I was like, can I just sit in here and wait for another Uber? And he's like, sure. Another Uber 40 minutes later because all the other Ubers were out. Yeah. So I, by the time I get back to the airport, 
it's 5 a.m. So I'm like, hey, I know I told you to drop me off at departures, but can you just, I mean, we're passing national. He's like, yeah, jump out right here. We'll be good to go. So I jump out. I go in to get my car because I've, I've set a car up to get. And I was like, hey. And he's like, hey, welcome. I told him what happened. He's like, oh, man, that sucks. We'll get you a car so we can get you out of here. And I was like, hey, I, I'm dropping it off in Austin, though. And he goes, oh, well, it's going to go from $215 to $450. And I was like, whatever. Here's my corporate card. And I hand it to him. <laughs> Declined. Oh, my God. Because the corporate card thought it was fraud. At 5 o'clock in the morning, there's a $500 charge trying to go through. So I'm like, all right, what I'm going to do is, I usually don't do this, but I said I'll, I'll put it on my personal card, and then when I get to Austin, I'll have them, before they cash me out, I'll have them switch it. The reason it's 450 is because he set it up for the week. Because I was going to drive it all week, and then, but... What I realized when I was driving to Austin, I was like, no, I'm just going to drop this bitch off at the airport. It's going to be like $90, and then I'll get another rental car and have that one for the rest of the week, and it'll be cheaper, which is what I did. But right. so three-hour drive. I get there about 8.30 because of traffic. The last hour, I've not slept at all. And the last hour is just metal music, slapping myself in the face, and just like pinching my leg, all that shit just to keep me awake. Because I am very notorious for driving for an hour, and I'll fall asleep. So I have to be careful. Uh, So the whole reason I have to go to the Austin airport isn't specifically for the rental car. It's because I couldn't get my bags off the plane from the underside because Dallas did not have the manpower to take bags off of the, you know, through passenger bags. They could take bags off for people that were flying, you know, that their final destination was Dallas. But for me, they were like, no, you'll get your bags in Austin on the first flight out. Well, I wasn't going to. It was a three-hour drive, and the earliest flight I could get from Dallas to Austin was 7 p.m. on Monday. There's no fucking way I'm going to do that. So I go to Austin. Anyway, long, like, I get my bags. I, they're right there. I get the rental car. I get to my hotel at 10 a.m. I get checked in. And I call my boss. I said, yo. And I told him everything. He's like, don't even fucking worry about coming in today. <laughs> And I slept until 3 p.m. And I didn't get one voucher out of all of this. (laughs) Weather related. It's not their fault. Okay. Shitty. But I might Karen it up and email them and be like, look. (laughs) You literally, this was literally the worst day of travel for my life. Tell them everything that happened. And I could probably get something. I still don't know if I'm going to do it yet. But yeah, you should do it just 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 to say that you did it. I just get more vouchers. I already have four hundred dollars in vouchers. So. <laughs> yeah, you'll be fine. But yeah, that's my Sunday slash Monday. <laughs> uh, the other thing I, we already talked about, I did the podcast editing. Uh, I got a late start on that. That's why last week's episode came out on Wednesday, but we're still good. I uh, I went and watched. Have you seen the previews for this movie, Jojo Rabbit? No. Jojo Rabbit, do you know the director Taika Waititi? No. So Taika Waititi is a director from New Zealand. He directed Thor Ragnarok. Okay. And uh, it's it's very different. That's why everyone liked that Thor. He also directed What We Do in the Shadows. I think he's directing the new Thor movie that's coming out in like next year or the year after, God of Thunder or whatever. Uh, but this movie was his World War II movie. And it's a comedy about a character named Jojo something. 
I can't remember his last name. His last name's not Rabbit. He gets his nickname is Jojo Rabbit because of things I'll tell you about in a second. But he's a little ten year old boy living in Nazi Germany. And is this the movie where Hitler is his in uh imaginary his, friend? Yes. <laughs> I wanna see this movie. You need to ch- so right now the movie releases nationwide on uh, November eighteenth, but right now they're doing select city theater openings. So like it just happened to be Austin. The week I was in Austin, it was releasing Thursday night. So I went and okay. saw it. This movie is fucking hilarious. <laughs> it is so fucking good. Taika Waititi playing Hitler is one of the funniest things I've ever... The thing is, it's super funny, and then in a half a second, it will get super fucking dark on you. Like... Like at one point, like Sark, so the main character Jojo, he's a ten-year-old boy. His mother is Scarlett Johansson, and right. they're walking in town and all. And his, she's like a badass. Like she's like doesn't yeah. take she takes no shit from anybody. Like one of the the uh, his. So it starts off with Jojo going to basically a weekend Nazi Boy Scout camp, where they just do like book burnings and all this other shit and yeah. uh do you know I, you probably didn't watch them but you've probably seen this actress it's the big uh big blonde girl from pitch perfect movies and all that stuff uh she's in like some of those like raunchy horror not horror movies but comedy movies and all that she plays I, think I know it. who you're talking about yeah yeah but she's in it uh Actually, uh, the Nazi that's in charge of the uh, – because he, apparently he used to be a general, but an accident happened where he went blind in one of his eyes, so they discharged him because they said he wasn't perfect anymore, so they kicked him out of the like the main army, and now he's back in like the city doing like paper-pushing shit. Uh, mm-hmm. It's played by Sam Rockwell, and okay. <laughs> he's like really fucking good in it. But at one point, like they're walking in the city, and then like Scarlett Johansson turns, and you see her demeanor just kind of change, and then there's just five Jewish people hung in the middle of town square. And they fucking show it like they there's no like just showing the feet or anything like that. And Jojo's like he's a 10 year old that's been, lit, you know, brought up to be like not this Adolf Hitler is God, basically. And he yeah. was just he looked right at the Jews. He's like, they're that's disgusting. You know, Jewish people. And the mom's like surprised. The mom is part of a, you know, anti Nazi thing and yeah, all that she's part of the resistance. Yeah. And come to find out she's actually harboring a jewish girl in their house Mm -hmm. and jojo finds her and they it starts that relationship where she's messed because she's a little bit older than jojo so she's messing with him and all that because jojo's been taught like jews have horns and they have like they have telekinetic powers and they can take all this shit all this real shit that adolf hitler came up with and uh but Taika Waititi's character is really good is because he's super jokey around and all that stuff. And then the next second he's going on Hitler rants and you're like, mm-hmm. and I could probably think of is if I was just like talking, if I knew nothing about Hitler and was talking to Hitler in real life, one-on-one, I'd be like, this guy's a pussy. But knowing like what Hitler did and like seeing Hitler get mad and even someone being representing him, you still like, Oh shit, this is fucked up. Like this is like, you kind of feel like this is a little scary. But then, like, he takes it right back. Like, he'll go on a rant, and he goes... Uh, when he does one of his rants, because he's not happy with JoJo playing with the Jewish girl. And at the end, he goes, basically, what I'm saying, JoJo, is get your shit together. And he just walks out of the room. <laughs> there's one part that I'm watching, and I forgot that Taika Waititi's character is imaginary. So he's just like, oh, I gotta go do this. See you later, JoJo. And jumps out the fucking window. <laughs> <laughs> like, Superman's out the window. And I went, uh, uh, all right, okay. <laughs> 
But that movie is fucking good. That movie's really, really good. Uh, the acting, the actors and actresses in it are fantastic. I the movie's still very new, so I'm not gonna spoil anything that happens. But there were parts where, especially towards the end, where I said, "No movie, don't do this to me." Like there was parts I was just like, "Don't fucking do this to me." I can't cry in front of these people, like, because <laughs> I went to one. I went to one of the Alamo Draft Houses, and Alamo Draft Houses are pretty nice because it's basically a movie theater mixed in with a restaurant, where you have your movie theater like seats, and then you actually have a little bar table sitting in front of you, where a waitress comes up and takes your order, like during the movie. Like they're really yeah. quiet and all that. You, I grabbed a beer and I was just. It was really cool just to sit th- in a movie theater and drink a fucking beer. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> are you out? <laughs> yeah, it's. I heard the beer trigger. I'm like, oh, yeah. I want my beer. Oh, yeah, but yeah, I highly, highly, highly recommend anyone to go see Jojo Rabbit. I caught it at like 11.20 showing. It's about an hour and a half movie, and uh, it was great. I loved it. It was very, very good. I even tweeted. To, uh, I know he probably didn't see it, but I was just like, this movie was great. Good job, Taika Waititi. He's very good, like. He's worked with I don't know if you've ever watched like Flight of the Concords and or listened to any yeah. of their music. He's worked with them a lot. A lot of times, okay. uh, Jermaine was in one of his movies called Eagle versus Shark. Uh, but yeah, he's a really good actor. Uh, he's yeah. a really good actor and director because Taika Waititi is usually in every movie. Recently, he's been in like every movie he he directs. So that's I'm trying to pull a Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on the other spectrum of the movies I watched this week, and I think I know you, you know what I'm about to talk about. <laughs> the, I started off with the good one. I am going to be on the next episode of the Megavision Sideshow, and we are quote-unquote reviewing the 2003 Uwe Bowl classic, <laughs> <laughs> The House of the Dead. <laughs> <laughs> When I, when I heard that being thrown out there, I originally thought that, oh, you guys are covering the game. This this is going to be great. No. And then I heard movie, and I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. So a little backstory oh, no. about this movie. For that. This movie takes is a prequel to the first game. And uh, it's fucking – it is a turd of a movie. It is so fucking bad. Uh if you, I'm going to go into it a little bit on this podcast, but if you want to know about it more, listen to the Megavision Sideshow podcast for this week because we're going to go, we're going to rip this fucking movie a new butthole. But this movie is just, even Hallie, she turned to me at the end of it. She goes, I think that's legitimately the worst thing I've ever watched. <laughs> and I'm like, It's not his worst movie. No, I didn't. I, it's not his worst movie, but it's really fucking bad. So for it's anyone that does. there. So anyone that doesn't know, it's based, it's, I don't know why this movie has anything to do with House of the Dead. Anything. Like this movie could have, even that, like, uh, do you, have you, do you remember even watching the movie? Have you seen the movie? I've seen the movie. It's been a long time since I've seen it. The movie just splices in footage from the game. Yeah. Just randomly. The acting's terrible. Fucking, uh, what is it? His name, it's uh, Ron, not Ron Howard. Yeah, Ron Howard, Clint Howard. Do you know Ron Howard? He's a director. He's directed a bunch of movies and all that shit. Look up Clint Howard real quick. You'll probably know him when you see him. The only reason he's in this fucking movie is because he's friends with Uwe Boll. He's a very n- ugly I know man. Face. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, 
He was in like uh, the Austin Powers movies, and like he's he's in a he's in an old a terrible movie called Ice Cream Man, where he plays a killer ice cream man. <laughs> it's House of the Dead. Yeah, uh, I'm glad that's one of the first ones that dead. comes up. Yep. He was in Cinderella Man, but he was a referee. Yeah, I wonder why. But uh, <laughs> this movie. Um, Basically, it's a story about a bunch of people that go to this isle, the Isle del Muertos, uh, to go to a fucking rave. And surprise, it's got zombies on it, and it has the worst CGI, the worst fucking. There's one point where uh, Chris Powell from Megavision said, "Oh, hey, that's cool. In this scene, you can see the actual platform that launches the zombie. <laughs> you just see the platform, and it's all like totally." Right away, it's just like titties, and I'm all for some titties, but this is totally unclassy titties. And the editing is terrible. There's one part, this is the part that I lost my shit at, and I started like, this movie made me laugh more than anything, was the, there was one character where they all end up in the cemetery, and it's supposed to be the cool action montage, but the problem is it lasts 25 minutes, and Mm -hmm. she throws one of the hatchets that the zombie went to throw at somebody, but the framing, she throws it, and the next scene, it goes through the air and hits a zombie and kills it. But the framing, when she throws it, they didn't edit out the part where she just throws it directly at the ground. And <laughs> it's they kept it in the movie. I said, wait, no, hold up. And I rewound it, and she goes, my wife goes, yeah, she threw it into the ground. But the next scene, I was just like, oh, my God. There was one part that I thought they were going to do something cool. So there's like a slow motion of a zombie that like jumps up and throws the hatchet. And I'm like, okay, this is just like the game. One of these characters is going to shoot the hatchet and it's going to ping away. That's what happens in the game. Like when you try to shoot them away. No, she just stationary jumps five feet in the air, shoots a shotgun from way more than the range that a shotgun would be effective, and all the bullets just stay together and then hit the zombie and kill it. That's that's some serious grouping. It was these people are like sniper rifle lang- like links away from zombies firing shotguns and it's hitting them. Chris, this movie is terrible. <laughs> Come to like, oh, and at the very end, at the very end, there's, uh, like I said, if you want to hear more about my thoughts about this, go and listen to the Megavision Sideshow podcast this week. But at the very end, they're like, there's these two FBI agents that show up, and one goes, I'm Agent G, and this is my friend. And I went, Oh, fuck you. Because Agent G is the character you play as in yeah. House of the Dead One. And then the one of the survivors. That makes it, and he goes, who are you? He goes, I'm Rudolph Curian. And I had to look it up. Apparently, Dr. Curian is the bad guy from House of the Dead 1. And I went, oh, fuck you. This movie is fucking garbage. I spent, I wasted $5 on that movie. (laughs) The movie's so bad. There's one part where someone gets, they're trying to go through a window, and the zombies, like, hack her legs off. And the guy mm-hmm. pulls her in, and obviously her legs are just CG'd away because she's sitting, like, with her legs just, like, it looks like her legs are just laying there. And there's a, quote-unquote, pool of blood coming out of her legs. And the other character steps in the pool, and it doesn't do anything. Like, it just, like, it doesn't leave a footmark. It doesn't, like, it doesn't do anything. And I was like, 
I don't know if that's me because I like looking at movies and knowing how editing some stuff works. I'm just like, that's just so fucking bad, man. It's so bad. So there's a reason why he's uh, he owns restaurants now. Oh, he doesn't make video. He doesn't I need make movies I anymore. need to find what restaurants he's at and I need to advocate at go and boycott him. <laughs> just be like, <laughs> um, so he has something called the Boss House Restaurant. In Vancouver, British Columbia. He's also got shit in Toronto, Ontario, and in China. And here's the thing. His uh, restaurants have been receiving very positive reviews. I bet you he has fucking memorabilia from his movies in them. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. I wasted fucking... It's so bad. The acting's terrible. Just everything's bad in it. I, I guess uh, Monster Squad isn't really all that bad in hindsight now. No, not now. The ship, <laughs> the ship captain is called Captain Kirk, and they make a joke about that. Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> There's a joke. He's like Captain Kirk, like the like from Star Trek, and he's like, I don't like. I don't know how even his accent goes in and out. He's like, I don't like Captain Kirk jokes and all this other shit. It's it's so 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 fucking bad. It's so bad. <laughs> You know, Uwe Boll is another uh, director that likes to star in his own films. You should go look up the list of movies that he starred in. That he's I hope he was in this produced. one and he just... Uh, I don't know. I don't remember if he was in that one. Movie's fucking terrible. On a lighter yeah, note, I started watching a YouTube channel called Binging with Bobbish. It's a co- oh, he's great. It's a cooking channel, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, he's great. He's rekindled my love to want to cook again. So I've already lit or written. I've already written down about four or five recipes. Uh, have you? I've, he made a baked ziti recipe that I'm gonna make. Uh, I really, really like baked ziti, so I'm gonna get that. Uh, I'm gonna make his tiki masala recipe. I'm making. Uh, I've, it's not from his channel, but I found a channel that made uh, smashed burgers. I'm gonna try smashed burgers this week. Basically, I'm just trying a bunch of fucking new recipes that I found. He has like a nice. a, a dirty rice jambalaya recipe that he made. So uh, get ready for to hear if I burn any ruse this week. So <laughs> because as every chef, every Creole chef will say is you have not made a good roux until you've burned a roux. So, <laughs> but yeah, that uh, I just I, I've gotten tired. We've gotten into the rut of where it's, we're f- t- fucking tired of the same shit that we're cooking all the time. So I was like. Why haven't I looked up any recipes or anything on YouTube? So I found his shit. And, uh, yeah, I really like him. He used to be – or he's in the film industry too. So a lot of the times he will, like, make stuff that he sees either in a movie or on a TV show. Like, he made the uh, White Castle burgers from Harold and Kumar go to White Castle and all that shit. He's made uh, the lasagna from The Sopranos. He's made a bunch of shit, so – I'm excited nice. to watch. He's got that's what I like is finding a new YouTube channel that has tons of content that I can just binge on. That's what happened with Funhouse. Funhouse, I've watched almost like fucking all of their GTA playthroughs, all their wheelhouse and all that shit to the point where I'm like, all right, I got nothing new now. Like I'm kind of like I want to see new stuff. Hopefully this is one of those YouTube channels that's going to satiate that hunger that I have. So Okay. And the last thing that I had this week is I got I got I didn't really get asked because I asked them if I could join, but I joined a competitive MT or Magic the Gathering team. So uh, it's okay. my but it's my buddies back from uh, Jonesboro where I used to live. They've created the uh, the shop owner has created a team called the O2 Crew, and uh, I love it. 
because I don't know if you understand what anyone that's listening. O two means zero wins, two losses, and usually yeah. when that happens in a tournament, you drop out of drop. the tournament. <laughs> so yeah, <Yep. laughs> we're the O two crew, and uh, I have we have a big modern tournament in Little Rock next Saturday, which is why I'm going to talk with you. We might be recording the podcast next Sunday if that's possible. So yeah, we can work something out. Do I? We can work something. Okay. Uh, yeah, because when I get back that night, that's also extra day life for Mega Visions, and I'm going to be streaming something that night. So Extra day life. Extra day life. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Fuck off. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we'll talk about it a little bit more. But yeah, the Pioneer format came out. Did you, see, did you read into Pioneer at all? I didn't. I don't really play much MTGA okay. right now. So I didn't really look into it. Pioneer is like the modern format, but it only goes back to cons of Tarkir and up. Did they release stuff from tons of uh, cons? Ah, oh, shit. Cons of Tarkir. Uh, no. So it's, it's not that the formats released anything new. It's just everything from cons of Tarkir up to this point is okay. le- is legal. And, uh, but I'm but assuming the, that it's an MTGA. They, it's coming to MTGA. Yes. But right now, I don't. I haven't looked into MTGA that much. But right now, I've been looking on MTGO because that's where I've been. A lot of us have been practicing, and uh, okay. But fetches are banned. So wow. right now, the only thing, the only card for a fact right now that are banned are fetches, and also like specialty sets are not legal, like Modern Masters and Battle Bond and Conspiracy yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. But fetches are banned. So what's the purpose of them doing it? Because is it that modern is so stale that yes. the... Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is like a fucking Wild West modern right now. I'm getting... Because okay. I started playing right before con- cons of... Con- cons! Fuck you! You fucked me up! <laughs> cons of Tarkir. Like, so all of this shit is everything I've played. So I'm like, this is my jam. I get to go back and play a Tarka Red that I used to wreck people with in cons of Tarkir uh, standard. I get to play all. I get to play Stoke. I'm, I don't care. I've been talking about it all week. Stoke the Flames is a four drop. Uh, is a two colorless, two red card with Convoke that does four damage to any target. It's great. It's one of the best things okay. ever. So and Convoke means that you can tap creatures. Uh, you can tap like four red creatures and just do four damage right away. Right. So. Oh, my God. It's so good. I get to play a bunch of cards. It's been crazy. I've joined a Facebook group with them, and it's been popping off. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to – they've been doing Pioneer stuff. I haven't really messed with Pioneer. I've been looking at deck lists and stuff like that. But I've been getting ready for Modern. There's a, there's a big Modern form or a big Modern tournament at uh, Game Goblins in Little Rock that we're going to be going to. And right now, I'll be playing my Burn. That's what I play is Burn and Modern. And Burn is sitting pretty well right now because after the – the bands and all that stuff. So nice. I'm excited. I I'm excited to. They said that if I ha- am part of the team, that I have to travel with some with them sometimes to go to tournaments. So it's gonna be okay. fun because I get to travel and go to tournaments again, and I get to see my buddies that I haven't seen in a long time. So nice. But yeah, that's basically all I've got this week. Uh, I got my Windjammers vinyl in, so that's pretty cool. That thing's fucking awesome. Like it looks so cool. Uh, I'll show a picture of it in the Discord, but. Yeah, that's basically all I've got. Nice. Well, now, here comes Jeez. the here's here's why I wanted you to come back because we I did not realize that I could not talk news with anyone 
I didn't realize how much of a groove that we have when it comes to news. Uh, we This first one is just, I think I just title it as Blizzard Shit. Just Blizzard News, because there's so much Blizzard news going on. So why don't yeah. we why don't we start from the beginning on what happened earlier in October? Okay, so early October, a leak came out saying that Diablo Four is expected to be announced at BlizzCon 2019, which, from what I understand, later got confirmed within the last couple of days. Yes, I uh, believe it was because that, it's an art book we'll go, that had come out. So, can you hear me? No, I can. Okay. There was an art book that came out that was talking about different characters in the Diablo world, and one of them was just like, yeah, first seen in Diablo 4, and everyone was like, wait, what? <laughs> so Yeah. But it's been, so, I think it's been officially coming out now. Yeah, it's, so. it's, it's officially going to be uh, announced at BlizzCon 2019. That's really... All I know about that, because I didn't find out about that until like maybe two or three days ago. Yeah, just to um, uh, say a little bit more on it too. Along with the Diablo Four, it's also Diablo, a remaster of Diablo Two is coming out too. That's cool. Which a lot of people I, I, are going to be happy about. Well, I would be if I was planning on playing any Blizzard games. I know this is a really this is a really tough time for me because I'm very against what's going on with Blizzard right now, but. It sucks because, like, there are games that I do want to play. I want to play these Diablo games. I want, like, Diablo is specifically what my buddy works on, and I want to support the things that he worked on. But also, it's like, it's an inner struggle, man. Like, it's tough. It's, let's get into it, and then we'll, we'll yeah, that works for me. A bit. Um, approximately about two, three weeks ago, um, a Hong Kong player named Blitz Chung, yep, uh, won a Hearthstone tournament on a Taiwanese stream. And when he was given his opportunity to speak on live stream, he took off or he was wearing a gas mask and uh, some goggles. He takes the goggles off or he takes the gas mask off and he says, free Hong Kong or liberate Hong Kong revolution of our age. Now, yep. while they were doing this, um, the two... Uh, shoutcasters yep. ducked down as he was saying it to kind of like hide themselves from controversy, which you're already fucked at that point. Yeah. If that's what you're worried about. But once everyone knew what was going on, they cut the stream. They was just like, no man and fast, <laughs> super fast on it. And the repercussions coming off of that was blizzard coming down and banning him for one year. And revoking his grandmaster status, and taking his prize money almost immediately, like not yeah. within the same day. Yeah, and the yeah, two think, shoutcasters got fired the next day. That happened. Yeah, the, and the shoutcasters got fired. Um, so Blizzard is a company that prides itself in you know thinking globally, lead with responsibility. And most importantly, you know, everyone, everyone's voice mattering. Not, no. Everyone <laughs> is equal per what they say, but some people are more equal than others, especially when you have a Chinese company that is dumping money into your company. Yeah, maybe Tencent only owns about 5% of your product, yep. but you're making a whole fucking mobile game with them. Yeah. You're, you're planning on, you know, 
WoW has a huge following in China. Overwatch has a big following in China. Diablo has a big following in China. Mm-hmm. You know, you found a new market that you're trying to capitalize on. So from a business standpoint, yeah, I can understand why you would be very protective of, you know, your assets and not pissing off your newfound uh, consumer base. Um, but you're an American company. And you you're need to stick a, to your values. <laughs> you know, you what you're doing is extremely uh What's the word I'm looking for? Just inhumane? Uh, <laughs> not necessarily inhumane, but adversarial to what you claim your values are. Yeah. And roughly... And the, go ahead. Go ahead. I was oh, going to say... So the, okay. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was just going to say uh, roughly a week later, Blizzard uh, Blizzard's president, uh, let me see, J. Allen Brack released a statement addressing Blitz, Blitzchung's statement and Blizzard's initial response. Uh, I won't go into the full thing because you can go online and just look look at it, but he states, like Chris was saying, talking about the three major pinnacles of the Blizzard Foundation and all that. I believe upon that time, too, not long after that, they actually lowered his uh, Blitzchung's uh, ban to six months, and they gave him his winnings back, but yep. it doesn't matter. Like That's not what the point is. Uh, they also specifically he also specifically stated in uh, the I guess press release that he said that came out said the specific views expressed by Blitzchung were not a factor in the decision we made. I want to be clear. Our relationships in China had no influence on our decision. And I'm going to call real hard bullshit on that. Well, it's been proven that that's not the case, because whatever the social media um, representative is for Blizzard in China uh, yep. explicitly stated that they're going to defend the pride and nationalism of China. That this was explicitly because of what Blitz Chung said on the controversy in Hong Kong. It, you want you want to think that if you're going to lie to the United States, that you would want to make sure that everyone in your company is like kind of on the same page. Like, hey, let's you know make this look good. Like this is just even worse. Like this is real bad. <laughs> And that's and that's my issue with it because this is showing Blizz, Blizzard has no integrity. The no. people who are running Blizzard don't have any integrity on this. It's not it's not necessarily the workers, and a lot of workers have called out Blizzard on this issue. Walkouts too. Um, there's been walkouts. People have quit. Um, you know, people have voiced their their opinion on it. People have been. Um, there's a uh, there's a statue or like this monument where they have the three tenants of Blizzard that they've you know gone and defaced because their actions prove otherwise. You right. don't. Not everyone has a voice. You know what I mean? Yeah. The 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 topic of Hong Kong's um, riots and protests is a very controversial topic to talk about. Is it something that you want? Uh, do you want to, politics to come out in the middle of your your Hearthstone streams? No, not necessarily. You don't. No. We wouldn't necessarily want to hear about you know the election with Trump or the Democrats or whatever the case is in the United States. But you know what? People fucking live here. Yeah. You know, Hearthstone's players live in Hong Kong. It's their day to day, everyday life. It's something that they're fighting for. So in that in that case, you know, 
Do you want it? No. But it's real fucking life. Yeah. And it at speaking as an American, um, when you hear shit about that like that, when you when you hear about, you know, the human rights violations that are going on in Hong Kong and the pressure that Beijing has on um Hong Kong and you have, you know, politicians like Carrie Lam and shit like that. It pisses me off. It pisses me off a lot because here in the United States, we have certain core values and are we perfect? No, we've got a lot of fucking issues that we've got to fucking deal with and should be tackling head on. But at the end of the day, when I hear shit like that, that needs to stop. And if you're going to try to silence somebody, we're going to be 10 times louder. Mm -hmm. And in response to that, now we have people saying that they're going to, uh, protest BlizzCon 2019. I hope they do. Yeah, I really hope they do because people will say that they're going to do something and they don't show up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, let's hope that we get more people out for this one than we did for the Area 51 raids. Like, this is a different, much different situation. The other one was like a meme joke. This is something that needs yeah, to seriously like be this, done. This is this is legit shit. You know what I mean? And I believe it's been debunked uh, that that wasn't true, but someone had said like, or someone had posted that, you know, costumes of Winnie the Pooh would be banned at BlizzCon and all that stuff. I think that's, that was proven to be debunked. I hope everyone shows up with that one. Yeah. I I hope everyone shows again, up. Again, like I said, I have a, I have a weird relationship with it because I have a friend that I care deeply about that works for this company that I want to succeed and I want them to make good games and all that stuff. But then on the other hand, this shit doesn't need to happen. This shit needs to stop. Protests need to happen. But also, too, th they're going to be like, There's, here's the designated protest area, and it's going to be like around the corner in the back that's going to be, yeah, all that shit. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck. That might work in other countries. That doesn't usually work in the United States. No. What a terrible timing for this to happen, too, with BlizzCon next weekend. <laughs> it's perfect timing. This is This is perfect timing. I hope it goes all fucking out. And, you know, I don't know what Blizzard is planning in the future because they canceled the Overwatch launch event mm -hmm. um, amidst, amidst the, the whole China censorship controversy. Um, and it's become a national incident now because members of United States Congress, um, AOC, Marco Rubio, and three other senators and congressmen have, like, written a letter of caution to Blizzard saying, you know, we strongly suggest that, you know, you pull back your judgment against this, you know, this Hearthstone player. And that might have been maybe part of the reason why Blizzard let off the gas a little bit when it came to the ban. But I still think it's har too harsh, you know. Yeah, the, the Shoutcasters have a six-month ban now instead of being fired. They, you know, they, they, did, they shouldn't even need anything. Specifically, those two guys too, because they because the minute they bowed their head, they knew for a second that they were like, "Oh shit!" They saw the they saw Blitzchung, and they were like, "We're gonna be in trouble." I don't necessarily think that that's what was going on. There are certain translations stating that the they knew ahead of time. Remember, oh. this is not a Chinese stream; this is a Taiwanese stream. And while Taiwan and Hong Kong don't necessarily get along, um, they still have certain freedoms like they're not under china's you know yeah watch like the way that other colonies of china is or like china itself is under like they know the repercussions that are going to come from this extradition bill mm -hmm. but apparently those two shoutcasters knew ahead of time what blitz chung was going to say uh, and okay. to, they were just like okay 
go ahead, do your thing. And then they ducked under the table. And then when they were, you know, standing back up, it was like, okay, that's it, Blitzchung. And that's when they cut to commercial. So they're saying that they knew what was going on ahead of time. And according to Blizzard, and I understand Blizzard's position, they said that it's the shoutcaster's responsibility to keep the focus of the stream on the game itself, yeah. not on any other extra bullshit that they have going on. Yeah, they. I guess by but ducking their head. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, it's and that's the thing too. Like I, I, I express my or express my views in the, in the Discord. I've played Blizzard games since I was like thirteen. Blizzard's been a very big part of my life, and I really like. Granted, lately they haven't been on the best track record prior to what all this shit happening, but still, I still like playing their games. I, I invested probably almost a decade into WoW, like accumulatively of starcraft wow all that shit can you that's only three games that i played for probably 12 years of my life and i honestly don't think i I can't support them anymore unless things change that's if that'd be the same as if like nintendo pulled some crazy shit yes or sega i don't i don't have that connection to to blizzard i played diablo 3 that was my introduction to blizzard I don't I'm not a fan of Overwatch. I don't play Hearthstone. I don't play WoW. You know, Diablo was it. And I was excited for Diablo 4. Now, until things change, I'm not I'm not jumping in. And this isn't necessarily like, oh, you need to boycott anything that China has their hands in. China has a lot of has, has their hands in a lot of different things. And even though I don't like Tencent, it doesn't necessarily mean that you know, you boycott everything that Tencent has their hands or NetEase has their hands. Yeah. But with that said, you need to be mindful of what companies are being funded by China. Like yeah. Riot is completely owned by Tencent. Um, Epic Games, they have a 40% stake in there. You have Ubisoft. Tencent has a 5% stake into Ubisoft. And Ubisoft makes some of my favorite games. But what really matters is not necessarily who's paying them, but in the face of adversity and in the face of controversy, how that company what acts. is that company going to do? Yeah, yeah. Like for example, moving forward, uh, Wizards of the Coast. Uh, you had Li Xing Tian. Yeah. Um. You know, I think he won his pool. He he was given like five ten minutes before going into top eight, uh, to talk about you know, you know how how was his win or whatever. Right. You know, he was. He, I think he was in like a pro tour, the the Magic Championship. Yeah, it was the the been, Mythic Championship for a little bit. But his entire thing was just like, I'm so glad to be able to play Magic the Gathering as a free man. Yeah, the exact quote was, "Life has been very tough in my hometown in Hong Kong." Uh, excuse me, it feels good to play as a free man. Like I think he was almost because he don he was he had his uh his like was it red scarf around his mouth? His, yeah, he had a scarf over his mouth. Yeah. Showing his, you know, represent like his representation of the Hong Kong people, excuse me, and all that. But like, it's so nice. Like it was if when I watched the interview on Twitch about it, it it felt so good for him to for someone to be able to say that, and also at the same time, it felt so bad for someone to have to say something like that. Yeah, like it was simultaneously awesome and terrible at the same time. What's going on over there right now to the Hong Kong people is terrible. We don't get political on this a lot, but this directly affects what we talk about, which is video games. So, yeah. and again, like we said, you can't just go out and bl- and not uh, and just 
boycott everything that China has their hand in. But like you said, we can choose who we want, which companies we want to support when they have to face the adversary, you know, at when they face adversity. Thank you. <laughs> and I think th- I think the response is is key. Yeah. Blizzard 100% dropped the ball on this. Yeah. And they're going to pay the price, and I hope they pay the price until they they figure it out. And it's not going to be an overnight thing. Yeah. They can't just snap their fingers and say, "Oh, everything is fine now." No. You you told us where you fucking stand. Yep. Let's see what happens during the next controversy. Let's see what happens during the next time somebody opens their mouth. And it may not necessarily be somebody from Hong Kong. It could be somebody from somewhere somewhere else. It may not necessarily be a nationalism thing. It could be, you know, a social issue. Yeah. Guess Let's what, see where you stand there. Guess what Wizards did when uh when uh, this player said that about Hong Kong, I don't know. They did nothing. Oh well, that's what I expected them to do. That's yeah. what a, a good American company there should was, do. There was when no ban. Has their their five minutes to protest uh, a human rights violation. Yeah, there was no ban. There was no winnings taking out. There was no dis. There was no uh, disqualification for the Mythic Championship. Nothing like that. And uh, Tian also good. Tian also said that he was inspired by Blitzchung too, so that's a good. good thing. That's a good thing. From what I'm hearing, Blizzard's now not even taking uh, um, what do you call it? Uh, they're not taking interviews anymore from players. No, because because the American University uh, uh, a team that was playing for the uh, an American University during one of their interviews held up a free Hong Kong boycott Blizzard sign. And it was all this shit is happening around the same time that like the NBA controversy was going on because yep. you, you heard about what happened with yep. the Houston Rockets. Yep. Uh, the, and the also LeBron. <laughs> and and LeBron and the GM uh, for whatever. Um, Fuck LeBron. But people start showing up to Houston Rockets games holding up signs in support of Hong Kong. Oh. And they're like throwing signs out and escorting them out and people with you know taking out umbrellas yeah. and shit like that. Did you that. see the little boy? It's- did you see the little boy with the Houston Rocket? He what he did was he's fucking smart. They were they had like a kid cam where they show like kids in the audience and he was holding up a Houston mm-hmm. Rocket shirt and he looked up saw he was on it, dropped the Houston Rocket shirt and had a free Hong Kong shirt on it. I was like, "Yo, nice. that kid's fucking going places, man." Nice. <laughs> they and the cameraman didn't know what the fuck to do. Like he just like looked like <laughs> He looked like he was drunk. He just went like, and like moved over to the right and away from the kid. I was like, yes, we need more of that. Do that shit. Don't let them silence you because it's not going to happen. Nice. That was fucking awesome. Anyway, I think that's our two cents on the whole fucking ordeal. So I I don't want to come off as anti-China. Yeah. The whole thing, because there are there are legitimately you know, good, decent people that live in China. Yes. I disagree strongly with the policies and practices of the Chinese Communist Party. Yes. It is inherently, like, opposing my own personal views, and I'm just not going to shut up about it. No. It is what it is until things change. Uh, well, I think I actually, I don't know officially if it's been uh, like proven or not, but I think their first, because the Hong Kong protesters want five things. And the first thing was the extra, extra the complete uh, removal or the complete taking, taking away of the extra, extra 
extradition extradition bill. And I th- yeah. think that might have happened, but I don't know for a fact. It did. Okay. It did. So it came in waves. So at first they suspended it, and suspension means nothing. Right. So they kept they kept coming. And then a few weeks ago, they were just like, okay, we're going we're gonna to formally withdraw it. And then China was putting pressure on Hong Kong saying, no, you're not going to do that. Um, and then I think within the last two or three weeks, you know, they finally – you know, said we are formally withdrawing the extradition bill. And it was like a 19 second uh, news feed. Jesus. And they refused to acknowledge anything else. It was like they were in, they were out because they knew if they stuck around, you know, the questions and statements that could have been made yeah. could have been very problematic for the current government that's in Hong Kong. And China's response has been less than stellar yeah. uh, about it. They are They are not happy. And I mean, like, again, I don't want to get too much into it, but I mean, like this China has troops outside the border or out nearby the border preparing to go to Hong Kong. Like it's going to be another fucking Tiananmen Square, man. I don't necessarily think that it's going to be Tiananmen Square. I just think that, you know, this could be a flashpoint, you know, that, you know, me working in defense. Uh, yeah. Contracting and shit like that. Um, we always talk about flashpoints for the next major war. This just put itself out on the map. Yeah, it's on flashpoint, uh, flashpoint awareness. So <laughs> yeah, more or less. But anyway, yeah, let's, uh, let's move on. That's it let's for talk the about better things. Yes, the next thing we have, and uh, I did not fucking see this coming out of the fucking woodworks, but uh, Suda Fifty One and Sweary and the Silent Hill creator have agreed to make an indie horror game, which is going to be named Hotel Barcelona. Uh, during a joint live stream panel hosted by IGN Japan, Suda51 and Swery shared details on their upcoming collaboration. Hotel Barcelona is an indie horror title, and what better publisher to go for a creator-driven indie experience than Devolver Digital? So why you got your- Who had no idea <laughs> that they were going to be publishing this game. <laughs> oh, that was so good. Uh that was so good. What was it? Uh, Suda and Swery texted uh, Toyama, which is the creator of Silent Hill and Siren, during the live stream. And at the end mm-hmm. of the live stream, he was like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> that's yeah. that's yeah, so fucking crazy. <laughs> There's a tweet that came out from Devol- uh, Devolver Digital saying that they're going to need Suda and Swery to pitch the mystery game to them that we're supposedly <laughs> publishing. Name a pl- time and a place, gentlemen. It's it's perfect. It's like nobody made any plans, and they just. It's great. Yeah, sure. Fuck it. After Let's the it. after the shit that we got with PT, how we were super excited, and then all that shit kind of just fucking fizzled and all that. This is very nice to see. Like, I mean, Suda Fifty One's got the perfect amount of fucking weird Japanese crazy. Soda Sweary. <laughs> and Soda Sweary. Deadly premonition. Toyama um, has, like, he made the Silent Hill series. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to say much more about that, so. (laughs) Yeah, he knows fucking horror. And what I also like is that they, you know, they they said that they're inspired by Twin Peaks, like Twin Peaks Season 3, which I don't know much about. I know that you talked to to me about it a little bit. I don't know much about Season 3. They also reference Siren, and Siren is an outstanding, Standing horror game. I know nothing of uh, it for the PS2. You you should go check it out. You should you should go check it out. It's 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 fucking good. You said on PlayStation it's Two. Real fucking good. PlayStation Two. Cool. 
Uh, it looks like, too, that uh, they have another collaborator on board of Jukio Kalio, the music composer behind indie games such as Minute, Nuclear Throne, and Celeste B-Sides. It says Hotel, Bar- mm-hmm. Hotel Barcelona doesn't have a set release date or confirmed consoles, but the once-in-a-lifetime... I don't think they know anything, nah. because Devolver Digital didn't know that they were publishing Yeah, it, but fuck it. Yeah. Just fuck it. Just uh, go, looks like the, the publish or the budget will be $1 million published by Devolver Digital and all that. Game is supposed to be easy to pick up and possibly coming to mobile. That's the only downside. Let's hope it's not just a mobile game. Eh. If it's good. I hope it's not on like one of those Apple subscription services. Oh, God. I don't have an iPhone. I don't want an iPhone. Let's just hope it's not on another subscription service that we're going to talk about later. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That's all we really have for this story. I know it's a very short story, but I just wanted to bring it up because it's, you know, Halloween month and all that shit. So we're talking about horror games. So maybe Hotel Barcelona will be a game that we could play for next Halloween. So we'll see. That'd be dope. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. So. All right, what do we got on the next one? The next one, uh, Twitch is dying, hopefully. So <laughs> we don't want Twitch to die. We don't. We want Twitch to change. Yes, we want Twitch to change. You know my, I've, if, you, if you're in the Discord, you know, my, you know my two sides of the story with this. I've been torn recently when it comes to going from staying on Twitch or going to Mixer and all this other stuff. But uh, not too long ago, we had Ninja announce that he was moving to Mixer and Twitch dropped him like a fucking lead brick. And Shroud, who to is to the point where they start streaming porn on his fucking channel. Yeah, that was fucked up. Great, but Michael Shroud, I'm not even gonna try with the last name. I can't fucking say it. Grisket. Sure, Michael Shroud G is uh, now officially going to be moving to Mixer. Which technically, when Ninja was on Twitch, he was the second biggest streamer. Now, since Ninja wasn't there anymore, he was the biggest. So now, whoever was in third is like, yay! Now I'm the biggest streamer now. <laughs> so. <laughs> By the process of uh, of uh, elimination, I eventually will be the number one streamer on Twitch. <laughs> Only if they go that low. It's gonna have to go real low. <laughs> you'll have to you'll have to bypass like Megavisions, Castle Super Beast, and, <laughs> and fucking Critical Role. Meg- Megavisions gets more views than I do. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, but I'm telling you, we should we should start doing retro shit. I I want to so bad. I'm actually really thinking about. So let's just do it. I'm talking to Mega Visions too, trying to get at least one let's day a week. It. Let's just fucking one day just show up. That's what I got to work on this uh, tomorrow. I'm working on the mixer channel to get it all up to par and everything. So at the time okay. of this article that we have, his uh, Shroud's mixer channel already has twenty five thousand followers, and we'll. Is probably much higher than that already, and he also had. Oh yeah, this article is like three days old. Yeah, he had his count. Days old. He had a countdown to his first stream, so his first stream already happened and everything too. So, but yeah, good on him because as of as everyone knows, Twitch has been going through some really f- fucked up things right now. Just the way they've been treating. Mm-hmm. <sighs> From what I've been hearing too, they've been demanding a lot out of their top performing streamers, like asking them to like stream longer hours and stream for a certain amount of time and without being compensated and all this other stuff. And also just some of the other streamers that are just getting away with basically murder, not actual murder, but just getting away with shit or they're not getting away with shit, but their punishments aren't what they should be. 
Like, right. you know, we had the whole, I don't, I can't remember her name and I don't want to remember her name, but it's the one that like threw her cat behind her and then also was like giving her cat vodka kisses. And just, there's been some streamers that have just straight up gotten away with nudity and only had like a week ban. I mean, shit, what was it? Dr. Disrespect only got a two week ban for filming inside of a bathroom. So. Yeah. Uh, there's also um, that one chick that I think she does like the ASMR. Yeah, thing. her flashed her vagina. Dropping the N word. Oh, that and fl- uh, what? No, you didn't see that either. <laughs> yeah. So she, yeah, she. So you, you're right. There's two extremes. Yeah, you're right. She did just, and she casually just dropped the N word. And then one time she's playing with her dog in the floor, and then I guess she goes to get up, and she's just not wearing underwear, and boom, there's her vagina. Like, right on stream. So, man, I don't know. And it's just the way Twitch is handling things. I'm not happy with it. Uh, at this point, I really wish I was an affiliate so I could make my decision easier. But... You're not making any money off of it right now. That's true. But the thing is trying to get uh, Mega Visions to go over there. Because we have a following for Mega Visions on Twitch. So We do. But the thing is, this this may or may not make it. Um, yeah. We have a dedicated following. Yeah. Who I think would be willing to make the jump if we were to make the jump. Yeah. I think I might just We have the same the same group of people show up almost every single day. Yep. And if we were to switch over, they could just it's just it's typing in a different URL or download or logging into a different app. And I, I think that's making Subtle moves to Mixer would assist with that. I think uh, at the beginning of the of the month, I'm gonna we're gonna play out the rest of Halloween on Twitch, but I think mm-hmm. I'm going to do my personal streams and I'm going to do the streams that I do with Mega Visions. I'm gonna start doing them on Mixer. I'm just gonna switch over to them. So, but we'll have more info on that. But yeah, that's all we really have about the Shroud deal. We don't have any numbers that came out, like how much he got paid to go over there or anything like that. But most of the time, that stuff is like hidden yeah we don't find out about it until years later but i can tell you right now mixer is holding their own like they are trying to show that they can be a real contender and they got my i hope it works out yeah i have have you have you messed with mixer at all i have not i went on there one day and i set up my personal page and i still got to work on some stuff but it's interesting like they have built-in stuff where you just like have like an in like in program currency that you obtain by watching people and then you can use that currency to do like special shout outs in the chat and all that stuff it's not like an extra thing you pay for it's not an extra thing that you have to download it just happens like when you're logged in watching someone you accumulate these i think it's like charges or lightning bolts or something like that and you can just use them to be like hey i'm here this is cool that's cool shit right there i think subscription cool. subscriptions are a little bit more instead of 4.99 i think they're 5.99 but i mean still I like the layout too. Layout looks cool. That's what's up. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. So, uh, all right, I'm gonna let you take the next one. Um, I do not know much about this next one outside of what we've been talking about for the last. I've got I've got some stuff written down. This one's the the UK Commission stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I'll go I'll go off a little bit with it. Uh, so let's start off at the very beginning because the Transformers stuff is in there. Uh, basically the UK has come out and say that they want to have loot boxes outlawed. Like they, this is the whole loot boxes being, you know, gambling, all that stuff. I think, uh, what was it? Sweden has deemed, they banned them. Another country has banned them as well. 
Netherlands. Netherlands. That's what it is. And uh, it's just crazy. It's it, at one point I think the children's commissioner, which is what I'm the this article that we have is what I'm reading from. They said that they spoke from children aged to 10 to 16 to better understand what they love and what they dislike about gaming and how gaming can help improve them. And uh, there's some quotes from some Minecraft players and uh, Fortnite players and stuff like that. I'll just go through and read some of them. Uh, it's a lot of people like it, it's if a lot of people like it at school, you think you like it as well. That's one quote from a Minecraft player. Uh, if you're a default skin, people think you're trash. That is from a for, uh, a ten year old Fortnite player. That is a ten year old saying that shit. That they're like, "Mom, I need to get this because everyone." It's the the preppy kids making fun of what you're wearing. That's what I had to deal with growing up. Like, oh, you're wearing like these old ass Reeboks or something like that. And I'm just like, or these Walmart brand shoes. I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, I fucking my we grew up poor. What the fuck do you want me to do? Like, it's uh, it's goofy and uh, kids being taunted that way is making the in-game purchases go up and like people are wanting to spend the money and all that shit and it's 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 fucking sad but the main story that i wanted to talk about that's in this block is uh where is it where's my article i had it anyway i can i got my stuff written down uh (laughs) in the game transformers earth wars by yoda one apparently a whale spent a hundred and fifty thousand dollars in micro microtransactions on this game when we say whale are you meaning like the ter- the technical terminology whale or no so i believe in this a whale location no no whale is the kind of person in a that's what uh these micro or these these mobile game people uh developers call the people that just constantly sit there and put money and money and money into their game okay so the technical term that's what i was getting yeah yeah yeah, yeah. well you said you said spending you you said technical and i was like not the animal but (laughs) no i would have i would have said animal like i was what the fuck are you saying but no and if anything i would have been like like somebody from Wales? <laughs> no, it's the technical term. So okay, yeah, glad we we figured that out. We did. Uh, apparently, this Transformers game is one of those games where it's like you build up an army or you build up a base and all that stuff. It's very like you have to you do something and then wait for that something to mm-hmm. be done. Well, it's like Clash of Clans. Yeah, like you that. got in-game shit that you can buy to make that shit go faster, or just in-game currency for you to be able to build more shit and all that stuff. But apparently this person, I don't know if it was a male or female or whoever it was, spent around $150,000 in this garbage game. (laughs) It's every week, man. It's every week. We're never going to get away from this stuff. It's become our normal day. That's why it's like I'm almost at the point where like I don't. Maybe we shouldn't even talk about it anymore on the podcast. (laughs) I personally don't. Like, I, I feel bad for these people. And, you know, there's going to be another instance where I say this. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I feel bad for these people. And for, you know, parents with children that, you know, go off on spending sprees. Yeah, I get it. You know, that shit sucks. I had a friend of mine. His son spent $300, spent all of their food money for that, that two-week period on some fucking bus game loot box bullshit. It's bullshit, like, man. I get it. Uh, yeah. But on this, these other people, you know, we talk about addiction. We talk about you know people just mindlessly buying shit. That could be the only game that they play. Yeah, I get it. 
but hindsight's twenty twenty. When you realize how much money that you've wasted on this shit, yeah, it sucks. I'm beyond the point of wanting to talk about each individual instance of this happening mm-hmm. and just call for legislation. Yeah. That's where I'm at. Yeah. Uh, enough is enough. There's How many times are we going to fucking see this shit? Because it's not going to go away. Not until something is fixed or it gets fucking normalized. Yep. I mean, even the, the commissioner's, the children's commissioner's website, it says reports have called for maximum daily spend limits to introduce in all the games. Uh, just amend the gambling act to classify loot boxes as uh, as gambling, which is what they should do. It's just the same shit over and over again, man. It's like we're just I, – I don't want to – I'm getting to the point, too. I just don't want to report on it anymore. <laughs> like the, I was done with it months ago. The next time like, we should report on it is when things are looking better. That's when we should report <laughs> on it again. So uh, I'm just – I'm done. It's – Cool. Let's go on to the next one sucks. then. <laughs> it sucks. That's all I can say. We got, another, we got another good story of uh, – <laughs> Uh, it's, it reminds me of uh, what's the the seal song the I'll be watching you or uh, 1984 like Big Brother's always watching you. That's what this next article yeah, is about. Yeah, yeah. yeah so Pokemon Go and uh, Harry Potter, uh, those Harry Potter's Wizards Unite are two mobile games that are created by the mobile the let me see what I put here the augmented reality mobile game developers Niantic. Uh, Mm-hmm. I mean, I played Pokemon Go for a long time. Like, I was all into that shit. Not so much this Harry Potter game. But come to yeah, find out. My wife still plays it. Yeah. Come to find out, of course, like, I know, but I don't know if, like, the daily, like, regular masses know that they were spying on us. Duh, they're geolocating us. Spying on you makes it seem like it's very. Okay, let me rephrase. Sinister. Let me rephrase it then. They were, they were storing, like, they knew about your whereabouts they knew about and they don't know like oh they know exactly where mr Corey walls is no they know me as basically an ip number that's where they can be like right. that's where this person is this ip number likes this i'm listening to this so but the thing is they store and document that data for like usually like everybody there's i talk about billions of people in the world they would only store that data for a little bit but now niantic was up to like 13 minutes at a time to like store and thirteen times a minute. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, thirteen times a minute. Thirteen times a minute, they would ping your address oh, of where your phone was located. That's crazy. So if you're, you know, if you're, here's the danger of that. Here's the supposed danger of that. You know, some people, most people, I'm going to say, like we had a conversation. Me and my wife had a conversation about this. She knows that Niantic is logging all of her information of where she goes. She's just like, of course they know where I go. What the fuck do I care? Yeah. The danger of that is let's say that those logs get hacked and somehow they're able to, they're able to pinpoint that person's location. They now know that person's usual route yep. for when they go play Pokemon Go, which means 6 o'clock that person's going to come around you know, walking through this specific street or this park or whatever. And that's a, that's, that's a uh, potential conflict Mm -hmm. that that person can have there. It in the military, we had this thing where, you know, whenever we talked about, you know, going home or going on trail runs or shit like that, we were constantly told you need to vary up your, your routes. Do not take the same route home. That's how you're ambushed. Always take a different (laughs) route because you don't know 
when someone's going to come up and, you know, if a terrorist or uh, an attacker, uh, a robber, whatever the case is, if they're tracking your footsteps and you take the same route every single day, you're a soft target. That's easy for you to get, you know, get pinged or, you know. It's even worse for children. Be held up. Yeah. And I, on the way home, I was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast. I, I need to get in that. I need to get into that. It's it's one of my go tos, um, but specifically, you know, Joe Rogan was able to get Edward Snowden. And if you're not familiar with Edward Snowden, he's the one that broke the story that the NSA and the CIA have been wiretapping all phone calls in the name of national security. Yep. And one of the conversations that they had amongst many, because it's a three hour podcast, <laughs> um, was Snowden confirming yeah google the u.s government they know where you are at all times it doesn't matter if your cell phone is on or off if you've like allowed google like whenever you walk into a starbucks and then google says it's like hey rate this starbucks for us you've you've allowed google to track every single step that you make the u.s government knows where you are at all times because of this geolocation thing. And it doesn't matter if your phone is off because there is something running in the background that is constantly pinging Mm -hmm. your phone to every single cell tower. Because why is it the immediately when you turn on your phone, you're getting all those cached uh, text messages and phone calls. It's because those logs are being made real time on your phone. The only way that you can stop something like that is if you remove the battery from the phone. Now, cell phones nowadays, you can't do that. Allow you to do that. You can't. It's, it's a little like, I believe like people like you and me and your wife as well, we've accepted it. Like I understand that they're going to be tracking me all the time, but some people still don't understand that they're constantly being tracked and it terrifies the shit out of them. So, yeah, but no, what we're saying is like when it comes to kids and shit like this, like I'm I'm not going to sugarcoat it. There's a fucking trafficking underbelly world out there for children and all that shit. And people could just come up and swipe a kid at any time and all that shit, man. It's scary. I know the Kotaku did a decent job reporting on this. They did like this massive report talking about, you know, the ins and outs of how Niantic is tracking your data. And while it may not necessarily be nefarious, um, it's concerning. It's concerning because future companies who go ahead and do this geolocation or geocaching on your phone, um, if fallen into the wrong hands, could be detrimental. I mean, we're having a problem with China with it. Yeah. So also the New York Times has something on it. I think it's all like good on you to to take a look at we'll drop a link we'll actually drop a link yeah especially these i would put the links in our in the podcast description and stuff like this for this one because this is stuff that we're not going to go through the whole article because we we would be here all fucking day but uh definitely give these a read and just educate yourselves about this stuff uh but yeah we're getting to the part in our we're getting to where money let me rephrase that we're getting to the point where money is not as important as data is. Data is, like I said, too, all this shit is anonymous. They don't care what your name is. They don't care who your mother was and all that. They know. They want to know where you are, and they can also use that. They, they're they just like, oh, this IP number 
likes you know you and me we like uh video games let's advertise video games out the ass to these people and even if they hit them once even if we buy something once that means it was successful so they're going to keep doing that that's the same shit when you go on uh so i use a vpn on my computer so whenever i go on facebook it doesn't do that shit but sometimes i don't use my vpn and or i forget to turn it back on and i'll go on amazon or i'll say something to my wife be like oh we need to you know, order this boom i'm getting shit Boom, phone yeah. has it up. Yeah, there and you don't like I said, you can even just say it. Like I guess I know I know for a fact that my phone must have heard me or I must have googled something about the predators, like the Nashville Predators. I hate the Nashville Predators. And now I'm getting updates on their scores every night for their games. Just on my phone. There have been times where, you know, I'll just have a random conversation. I'll go look at my phone, go to search something in Google, and that is the top searchable item. Yeah. It's the first thing. Like it's it's simultaneously cool and terrifying at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I try to be a glass half empty kind of guy. Yeah, purposely. Um, so, you know, it's no, it doesn't really scare the shit out of me. I've just accepted my fate, and this this is just what I'm gonna have to deal yeah. with moving forward. I mean, shit, even Microsoft did this shit too with their Xbox consoles. Yep. So with the Connect. Yep. And uh, like I said, in in we've talked about it too like adults like know what's we talked about that more with the gambling stuff is like oh an adults should know what they're getting into but again in this situation it's more about the kids like they're spy like mm-hmm. listening to conversations with kids and they're using those conversations to start advertising to them be like oh this kid kind of thinks they like Fortnite let's throw Fortnite in their face nonstop oh now they're in Fortnite so we got them all that shit yep. too so Anyway, I was actually trying to save one of the good articles for last, but I got a chuckle out of this article. So <laughs> I got a chuckle out of this article, this next thing we're about to talk about, specifically from one anonymous person that created a website. And it's fucking okay. phenomenal. So I'm going to let you start off. Yep. Yeah, I want you to start off and then I'm going to come in on it. <laughs> sure. Um Last little bit that we got. Players <laughs> say Fallout 76 subscription service is busted. Um, if you've been living under a rock, Fallout 76 <laughs> has come out with a subscription service called Fallout First. Um, Fallout First is not targeted to general public. It is only targeting their most dedicated fans. Um, the ones that make them money. They have a lot of fans. They, they're, they're hemorrhaging money on this project and they're trying to, you know, if you love us, you'll give us more money. And there's going to be those, those people that would be like, okay, yeah, sure. I'll pay a hundred dollars a year for, you know, my own private server, right? Which is something that was promised to players a year ago before the game was even released. Okay. Private servers was a big selling point about this, which was almost what got me into playing the game. We talked about was, we talked about stuff that was uh, a couple podcasts ago, stuff that was originally supposed to be in the main game but ended up being DLC yeah. pay to pay pay DLC shit later. Yeah. Um so two of the big things that a lot of people are talking about is A, the private servers and B, um the ability for players to have unlimited scrap. Now, the reason why you know, having unlimited scrap is a big deal is because weight limits. Yes. Is over encumbrance. Uh, a bit over encumbrance is a big inhibitor in most Bethesda games, whether it be Skyrim or the Elder Scrolls in general. Yep. And also Fallout. Um, well, 
first off, these private servers, they're not private servers. No. Um, if you have a friends list, if you have a large friends list, um, let's say that you're a merchant in the game. That's like that's kind of like the role that you've created for yourself. Yeah. You you buy and sell things in the game. And you'll usually have a large friends list because that's how you trade. Well, if you open up your private server, anybody can go into your private server, which is dangerous because if there's nobody else in there, that person could just fucking kill you and take all your shit. Yeah. Also, there's just in those servers, too, there's just tons of broken NPCs. Yeah, because what players have ended up finding out is that they'll go into the server and NPCs will just be dead or areas that they should have been able to loot. They can't loot anymore yeah. because somebody has already come through and taken it all. It's almost like they've walled off certain parts of the server and said, OK, this is your area that you're allowed to play in. Meanwhile, everything has already been picked clean. Uh, I think I was watching Inside Gaming's video about it, and they said something like, it's like buying a very nice house, but then you walk in and like all the plumbing stripped and all the electrical's gone and all that other yeah. stuff. So <laughs> I thought yeah. that was a really good analogy. So, uh, And then on the other side of it, the, the scrap box <laughs> issue that they've got going on is you're supposed to have unlimited scrap, right? Well, they go to put their unlimited scrap into the unlimited scrap bin, and instead of you know housing the scrap, it's eating the scrap. They're, it's all gone. Yeah, it's unlimited because you don't have all the scrap. <laughs> yeah, so bad. So what ends up happening is you go to put the scrap into your scrap box, and when you go to pull the scrap out, it's it's deleted. It's gone. It's not there anymore. And Bethesda actually responded to that, and they were just like, oh. Um, first off, the private servers are private servers. Nobody has been through the private area. Uh, we don't know any situation. They're giving the corporate response. Um, you can't see me right now, but I'm doing a jerk off motion. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then on the other hand, you have the scrap box issue, and they're generally like a small number of players have found that their scrap box is not showing the number of items that they have in their inventory, but it's there. And if they just go to their workbench, they'll be able to pull the scrap from the scrap box and be able to make whatever they need to make. Um, then another update came out and it was like, yeah, that's not true. It's deleted. <laughs> We're trying to fix it. We fucked up, but it's really not that big of a deal. There's only a small number of people that are having these issues. Meanwhile, the Fallout 76 subreddit is a dumpster fire. It is fire. so bad. Like, diehard fans. Every other fucking message that comes up is just like, fuck Bethesda, fuck this game. Dude, there are diehard fans. Like, a lot of the, the fans that were still playing the game, even after all of the shit that's happened in the last few months, that are like, yeah, this was it. I'm done. I am done. Yeah. That's not good yeah, when you I created don't... a subscription service to keep giving the fans that are still playing your game, the very few... You did that so that they can keep getting free content, but you just fucked it up even worse. And this is the point that I was making even back when I was talking about the, the loot box thing. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I don't care that it's happening to these people because you've had an entire fucking year. Mm -hmm. You've seen this company fuck up not only fallout 76 but just the games that they've been coming out with in general yeah. you know wolfenstein youngbloods that's a dumpster fire of a fucking and game. we had prom and like we wanted that it. to be good 
I I wanted that yeah. to be good. Wolfenstein's one of my favorite IPs. The first two games are outstanding. Yeah. It's it was one of the best reboots fucking yeah. ever. And and the game is just fucking trash. Yeah. Everything that they do is fucking trash. The Elder Scrolls Blades is fucking trash. Yeah. I don't know what's going on at Bethesda where they're just like we need to now focus on building as much capital as possible. It's, like it, it's it is a hard heel turn to like monetize everything. It's real bad. It's real which bad. Which was so out of character for Bethesda in general. Like their last great game, and I don't even want to say great. It's a good game. Their last good game was um, the Evil Within Two. Yeah, I don't like outside of that. Everything else that they've come out with is just been garbage if you want to play and the evil within 2 i played that right before i moved to my new house so like 2018 within a year jeez two years like it's corporate shifts or something's going on up in the higher ups man yeah i don't i don't know i don't know what the deal is but you want to know some i don't fucking care i don't care that people are getting screwed over on fallout 76 because you've you've seen the writing on the wall you see all this other bullshit that's going on um I can we can list a laundry list of things yeah. that they fucked up on the canvas bag, um, the servers, the game breaking glitches, yep. the server crashes, them uh, releasing personal information on their their help desk forum, like shit just not working, like legendary bosses and shit aren't working. Yeah, the legendary bosses and legendary items not popping up and shit. It's it's a dumpster fire. Yep. The game is a fucking dumpster fire, and you had the audacity to pay $100 for subscription service on a broken fucking game. <laughs> Buh. <laughs> yeah, man. And then you want to bitch about it. And granted, yeah, it's $100. It's $100 for a game that was $60 for a week and then dropped down to 40 because nobody would fucking play But you it. knew the track record. You knew it. I won't buy an Xbox One X because all the copy, all the hardware at fucking Walmart and GameStop have Fallout 76 on it. And I'm not <laughs> having that fucking trash on my fucking console. No, fuck that. You know what? If you want to play a good Fallout game, go play Outer Wilds. Which, if you have Xbox Game Pass, comes with it. Yeah. A brand new game. <laughs> I'm gonna go play it. Like, I've heard it's. I've heard it's very, very wife, good. Yeah, my wife is a huge Fallout New Vegas fan, and it's essentially Fallout New. I Vegas think it was the creators of the first few games or the first two yeah, games. Yeah, it's Obsidian. Yeah, it's Obsidian. So uh, I've never played a Fallout game, so I might actually play Outer Wilds. So, so if you're gonna play a Fallout game, I would start with three. Play with three. Okay. I was going to get the Game Pass on my PC, but I had to upgrade to the most recent uh, Windows update, and I still have got, haven't gotten the update from May yet, and I don't want to fuck up my computer, so I will wait. <laughs> yeah. I will wait. Buy an Xbox. I, buy an Xbox. I might. Uh, the new the next gen's coming out soon. Maybe we're going to get some good sales on them and shit like that. So you can probably get a good one for like 200 yeah. bucks right now. So. I mean, you can get an Xbox One S. And just play anything that's on Game Pass. That's true. Yep. Uh, but yeah, the final thing that I wanted to talk about on this was an anonymous, anonymous source, uh, to my understanding. I don't know of anybody by their name or anything. Registered the domain name 
falloutfirst.com before Bethesda did and uploaded their version of the Fallout 76 subscription service information page. And uh, you can't really, you can't find it by going to falloutfirst.com anymore. You have to go to a web archive uh, website. And oh, yes, you can. Oh, is it still up? Wait, is it still up? It's still up. Oh, is it really? Let's let me double check. It's still up. Falloutfirst.com. Falloutfirst.com. Oh, it is. It is. So everyone that listens to this podcast, hopefully it's still up when you're listening to it. Go to falloutfirst.com. And it's pretty fucking good. Uh, I'm not going to go through all of it. The main thing I want to go through is the very end. It says, as with everything we do for Fallout 76, we will continue to think of our bleeding bottom line first. Ignore your feedback and improve the pay-to-win services over the months and years to come. So please, shut the fuck up and just take it. Your quote-unquote friends at Bethesda. (laughs) It's so, it's so, it's so good. It's so good. I don't, I don't know who did this, but God, I don't believe in God, but God bless you, sir. (laughs) I love the link, like about half like not even halfway up like a quarter up where it says this stupid ass member yeah <laughs> and the link become a fallout fuck you first slave here and it's just a video of a rick roll oh it's so good do yourself Great. a favor and check this out so oh man that's it for the news man it's kind of some kind of depressing news but whatever that's what we're here to do so Yep, I'm here to ruin your fucking. Day. That's right. All right, Mr. Chris, I can you pull up the questions? I don't. I can't pull them up in my Discord since I'm recording yes, right now. Yes, I will pull up the questions. All right. So they're all for you anyway. <laughs> they're they're all for me. Fucking whatever. Let's get this over with. Uh, Scotty Mo, um, everything is Disney related. Everyone like once Scotty put up the the first Disney question, everyone started asking me Disney. It even brought out Connor. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, Chris, what is your favorite Disney meal at Disney? Um, I think I already kind of went over that. That's a toss up. If you go to Epcot, go to Morocco, and you get the the lamb. Ooh. It's really fucking good. It's they also have like this three course meal of like I don't know if it's supposed to be a kebab or some shit like yeah. that, but it's also really good. Do they, so go check do it they out. have like a Greek area? Um, because I'm I've been I've been into like Greek. They food. have a Mediterranean area and it's right next to Morocco. Ooh, okay. I've recently saw There's a place. I recently saw a recipe on that binging with Bobish where he bought like one of the you know the spit or the meat spit spits that you can play or put meat on and then it rotates. Like it has a heating element yeah. on the backside. You can make like it's a spit. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. All right, I've had a long day. I took some Nyquil last night. Shut up. <laughs> but <laughs> I want to buy one of those now, just so I can make homemade euros. <laughs> okay. So, you know, I always called them gyros until I got that's fine. Uh, confronted in a uh, restaurant in L.A. You got <laughs> the fuck's a gyro? I'm like, what do you mean a gyro? It's, it's called a gyro. What the fuck's a gyro? You, you know, you got one of them gyros with the lamb in it. <laughs> the lamb. <laughs> Let me get some salmon. Um, also, fuck you. Um, also, um, again, in Animal Kingdom. So if you go to Animal Kingdom, there's a place in Asia Town or whatever the fuck it is um, called the Yak and Yeti. And I personally like their ramen. 
their Korean barbecue dish is also really good. Nice. I don't think I ever entered a restaurant and paid less than $120 there. So just keep that in mind. But that wasn't just you either. That was for like you and your wife. Me and my wife. And Alexi? Um, Alexi's food is actually relatively cheap. They keep their kids' meals like really cheap. Ah, okay. But when it comes to the, like, eight, the, the, adults, the adults, like you're paying, yeah, you're paying like thirty, forty dollars a dish. You're, maybe you're paying the premium. Yeah. Uh, did you go into the edge of the galaxy? How was it? Trash. You there, you already heard me. There talk you about go. It. What is my favorite ride? Mako technically at SeaWorld is my favorite ride. As far as Disney is concerned, it's a toss-up between Space Mountain, which is a little underwhelming. It's cool that, you know, Space Mountain is like the the oldest ride that Disney has, and it's like the second largest indoor um roller coaster in the world okay. or at least in the country or some shit like that. It's cool, but it's like when you go through Space Mountain, it is pitch fucking black. Oh, really? And all you're feeling, yeah, and all you're feeling. So it's like this giant dome, and you can see like the silhouettes of different things. Like when you when you go into Space Mountain, it feels like you're entering the set of 2001: A Space Odyssey. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, yeah. Like so, RCA apparently had a big hand in the development or construction of space mountain. Okay. That's cool. So when you go into space mountain, like all the effects that they have, the futuristic effects is like dated back from like the 1960s, 1960s. That's pretty dope. That's really cool. So it's, it's cool. I think it's cool. All right. Just, just putting that out yeah. there. Um, but when you're act- on the actual ride, like it's pitch black in there. That's creepy. <laughs> It's it's weird, and you're just being jolted around, going <laughs> up and down. Get ready, fucker! It's, it's crazy. Uh, second favorite ride, the Yeti ride. They have this Expedition Yeti uh, ride where you go up Mount Everest, and then the Yeti shows up, and he fucks with the roller coaster. Like you'll get up to a really high point, and you're you feel like it's supposed to be a drop, and then all of a sudden you see that, that the track has been destroyed. Oh wow! And then you just fall backwards really really fast it's pretty cool um other stuff anyone dressing up for halloween no my son does that he is a dinosaur uh i don't any parties i don't have any plans to dress up or anything either yeah any parties i'm an old man i don't do the party i have D &D next week my party is thursday night throwdowns because that's on the day halloween is which by the way is going to be dark stalkers so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I have to take my son Halloween trick-or-treating. I'm going to miss out. On uh, we'll be playing pretty late. Depends on when you go take him trick-or-treating. You know, we go in, we'll we go happens. until about 10 o'clock your time. So That's true. Uh, movie marathons. I don't watch a lot of movies. You should watch Alien again sometime this week. <laughs> I should watch Alien. I might get my watch, wife to sit down and watch Alien 1 and 2. Again. Has she never seen them? Not really, two. No, she's the one that introduced it to me. I just really like Alien. I would sit down and watch them. Um, what about you? Movie marathons? Uh, this week, we got some more movies to watch. Our anniversary is Tuesday night. Uh, we're going to go and eat some dinner. Uh, we might. I haven't watched Day of the Dead this year, and I watch it every Halloween, so I'll be watching Day of the Dead. And uh, I got a couple other horror movies that I picked up. I picked up uh, over the weekend, I picked up Creepshow. 
the George A. Romero and uh, Stephen King collaboration that they made. It's like a, it's a movie. It's kind of like a scary stories to tell in the dark where it's a movie, but it's like six different stories and they're all horror based mm-hmm. and all that. It's like tales from the crypt, but it's a movie version of it. And, uh, right. <laughs> I won't be watching it this weekend, but I bet you ever heard of the movie Watership down. Yeah. Yeah. I bought that shit. It was $10. The original or the remake? The original with the bunnies. Yeah, the original or the remake. I got the old. The, I think it's the original. Like I didn't know there was a remake, but I got the. Yeah, they did a CGI remake of that. Oh no, this is the old school one, like the old Hobbit animation, okay. like and all that shit. So there's um. I can't believe you've seen movie. that movie. <laughs> yeah. So I, there was like a like when I was in college, there was like a bunch of movies that they made us watch. Oh God, they a made you watch Watership was, Down. <laughs> Yeah, they made us watch Watership Down. Um, there's a few other ones. Um, there's this really weird French movie where, like, Earth gets invaded by aliens and humans become pets. I don't know. And everyone's naked. That was um, a porno. <laughs> no, it's... The only French movie... Let me see if I can The only French it. movie I've ever watched was called Delicatessen. And that's because my dad was watching it one day and I sat down and started watching it with him. But it's like some uh, subtitled French movie where, like, there's no meat in the future. So this delicatessen is, like, famous for his meat. And it's actually human meat. So, I don't know. It's weird. You're still looking at it. But, yeah, Watership Down, for people that don't know, is a, like, I think it's from the late 70s or early 70s. And it's an animated, like, movie about these bunnies. And it's fucked up. It'll fuck you up as an adult, and I recommend everyone to let their kids watch it to fuck them up too. It is. I found it's it. So fuck. It's called Fantastic Planet. Oh, wow. Okay, I will look at that after the podcast recording. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking weird. That and then there was another one. Um, it was a cartoon about the like a nuclear war popping off, and this really old couple. Um, kind of get caught in the middle of it. Okay. And they just live out their last days while they're just sucking in all of this nuclear radiation. Oh, jeez. I remember watching Animal Farm, yeah. too. Animal Farm's one that'll fuck you up. Animal Farm's a trip. Yeah, I mean, I watched it. I, I had to watch it in school, but then I was also aware of it because my dad's a huge Pink Floyd fan, and one of their mm-hmm. albums is called Animals, which is based off of Animal Farm. Yeah. And uh, so I knew about it going in, but all the other kids were like, what the fuck is this? And I'm like, yeah, this is why I like depressing movies is because I got <laughs> fucked up as a kid. Yeah. The thing's my favorite movie. I'm an adult. that's not going to have any problems in his life. <laughs> I want to be emotionally closed off to anybody. Anyway, but yeah, Watership um, Down. Fuck up your friend's life with it. Watership Down. That and the Evangelion movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What Disney franchise would you want to see Halloweenified? Mm. <sighs> I don't like Disney. They do kind of fucking all that shit anyway. Like, what Disney? What's something Disney wise that I love? I mean, that mine already does it. Like, I love Monsters Inc. That's already kind of like Halloweeny with the monsters. Yeah, yo, yo, the Monsters Inc. Uh, area in Magic Kingdom, they have like their own little comedy show. Oh yeah, did it's you have like the Scream floor cute. and stuff that you could go to? Like from the movie, the scream floor. I don't, I don't think so. I didn't go through oh, that. Okay. I only went to the Monsters Inc. thing on Halloween night, um. So they were just giving out fucking candy. Oh like, yeah. No fucking yeah. tomorrow, but 
they have like the way that it works is like they've got this screen and they've got a monster on like this big ass screen but they talk to the audience in real time it's not like anything scripted oh, okay they literally talk to the audience so i think it's like one of those things where you have the two people that have like the the little balls on their head yeah and it allows the computer to put the image of the uh the monster mm-hmm. over them so that when they're on screen it's like you're actually talking to the monster oh that's that's pretty cool thing. that's pretty cool yeah it's pretty dope yeah. and it's a comedy show so nice uh, family friendly I can't show. like when they say Halloween do they mean like just be cutesy Halloween or like have it to where like people are fucking yeah, dying so or shit called, like that it's called Mickey's not so scary Halloween uh, parade or Halloween night so they got the the, the bitches from Hocus Pocus show I up fucking hate that movie take over I hate Hocus Pocus everyone fucking loved it in my goddamn my house. wife and like, her family loves it stupid yeah um fucking all the villains are out and about and i mean it's pretty cool i like uh like if if you go to like the pirates of the caribbean area yeah. um that's pretty dope you get to see blackbeard and that's cool all that this reminds me of the question um, that we got last week me and scotty got a question that asked us if we could like take a movie or take a video game franchise and like make it horror based like H2O had asked the question. He said, like, in Street Fighter, he would have him actually, like, fight to the death and stuff like that. Uh, I Scotty, like, thought of, like, making Katamari, like, instead of it all happy-go-lucky. Like, it's actually, like, people are, like, when you roll people up, you hear, like, bones crushing and scream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Mine was Kirby, where you make it, like, a horror thing where, like, Kirby would... Where Kirby is an al- actual eldritch god, yeah. you, and he looks to the park. So what you should do is you should at least go and listen to that last 30 minutes of the last podcast, because I talk about okay. a movie premise that is better than Spreditor. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's um, really good. So, But no, I can't really think of any like Disney franchise that I would want to like Halloweenify or anything like that. So... Uh, I guess Monsters Inc. I mean, like I said, Monsters Inc. is already kind of like Halloweeny because it's basically just kind of. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I, 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 don't, I love I both of watch, those movies, though. Like, I love those movies. I don't watch enough Disney. I don't pay attention to enough yeah. Disney to really. I don't care. Lean in on that. Yeah. Uh, if you, I can Disneyfy something that is not owned by Disney, what franchise would you choose? Again, I don't care. Hmm. <laughs> if I want to pick anything, Disneyfy Doom. I guess. <laughs> yeah, Disneyfy Doom. Uh, Assassin's Creed. Disneyfy. Resident Assassin's Evil. <laughs> <laughs> um, Manhunt. Manhunt. <laughs> yeah, Disneyfy Manhunt. Condemned, like every horror movie, every horror game we're just talking about. Just di- Postal. Disney Five Pulse. Diablo. <laughs> it's already getting there. So. Um, fuck. What's what's another good one? Uh, Disney Five Hatred. Oh god, I thought you just meant hatred in general. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what we got? What else we got? <laughs> I'm tired of these Disney Five questions. Um, 
that's really the last one. What horror franchise would you want to see Disney fight? I that's that's the last one. I, I just like to see a little cartoon of every horror, like Freddy Krueger. It's already goofy. Nightmare on Elm Street. Make it like Disney fight and make it cutesy, but people are still dying. So who cares? Yeah. So. Um. That's it. That's the end of the questions. Cool. Well, Chris, what do you got going on next week? Uh, my main focus is to get this review of the Brawler Gen out, and then after that, um, we might kind of gonna dance around some projects. My main focus right now is just saving up for a new camera. Nice. Um, but in the meantime, I was looking at GoPros. I to do something. GoPros are all right. Um, I really want something to be good for when we go to Magfest. So you need to look up. I'm uh, to spend the extra. Look at the most. Look that. at one of the videos that Eric's Gaming on YouTube did. He just did a video about a uh, new Elgato adjustable arm, where he shows off the camera that he has, and his camera's pretty nice. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the camera is. It might be some kind of Sony or something like that. But you should check it out. His camera looks really, really nice, and his footage looks really nice. That he takes off of it too. So. Okay. Uh, you might maybe get some streams in here or there, maybe. The I have to find a day. Yeah, that's your problem. That's that's what it comes down to. I have to find a day, and then commit to yeah. that. And yeah, whatever I stream, we'll we'll see what it comes. Like I know that people have designated me the RPG guy, that, and that's yeah. fine. That's that is a okay. I can do that all day. Um, we've also gotten. I play a lot of obscure shit. Yeah, we've also gotten the okay for to branch out outside of Sega stuff now. So cool. D- uh, look, does branch out of Sega uh, Sega stuff mean Nintendo? We might need to ease into that one. <laughs> okay. I don't know. That's... Everyone acts like Nintendo's a fucking plague in the Mega Visions crew, and I'm just like, whatever, I don't care. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but now, speaking of stream, I'm guessing that's about all you got going on, right? Yeah, not not a whole lot. Um, I'm going to be focusing on my Mega Vision stuff, kind of get back into the group. Like, I just got back from Florida yesterday. Yeah, yeah. So. I was getting back from Austin, and you were like, got home, and I was just got off a plane. So, uh, yeah. I got. I am not editing a podcast this week. So, <laughs> that is, I you am. are. Uh, I am editing. Tomorrow, I will be on the Mega Vision Sideshow podcast. So, we will be reviewing the movie House of the Dead and the fucking, uh, w- when we're going to storm Uwe Boll's house and murder him. So <laughs> he's a changed man. He makes lasagna. People don't change, Chris. <laughs> They're always deep down. I love Shit. like one of the comments that he one of the comments that he had after uh um fucking changing his job more uh-huh. or less was it took me to open a restaurant for me to finally get good reviews. Oh my god. Yeah, that sounds about right. It sounds about right. <laughs> Uh, no, we got that podcast tomorrow morning. Uh, like I said, my anniversary is Tuesday night, so we'll be doing me and uh, Hallie will be doing stuff that night. Uh, I will, I am doing the stream. So Monday night will be, I will be streaming MTGO with some modern IQ practice, and I'll try and get some pioneer shenanigans going on in there too. I'm gonna have a lot of the team that I'm a part of now gonna probably be in there giving me like deck lists and shit like that. Tuesday night, I will have a daytime stream. I'm actually gonna do a daytime stream. I'm going to be streaming Super Monkey Ball Banana Blitz HD on the Megavisions channel because I got a uh, code for that. That's when the embargo's up, and we can stream it. So I'll be streaming that. Nice. And I played it a little bit. Uh, it's super fun. The boss battles are fucking stupid sometimes, but it's Super Monkey Ball, so it's fun. Uh, 
Wednesday cool. will also be Magic the Gathering online modern IQ practice with Pioneer Shenanigans. Monday and Wednesday will be on my personal channel. Thursday night will be Dark Stalkers. That is for Halloween for Thursday night throwdowns. And then Saturday, Friday. Okay, so Friday, I won't be doing much. Like, that's probably when we're going to. That's November 1st. We might watch just to kind of get a couple more horror movies out of the way. Actually, next month, me and my wife, I we might. We're going to try and designate next, next month as like action month. So we're trying to watch like action movies. And I have never seen The Last Starfighter. I don't know. Uh, Megavision's Chris has talked about that a lot. Uh, so I want to watch that. I played the game. I would like to watch that. Uh, my wife says it's really good. I've had multiple people tell me it's really good. So I need, uh, I'm going to watch that. And then Saturday, I have a Magic Gathering Modern Tournament in uh, Little Rock that I'll be going to. And then when I get home later that night, I will be doing a stream for the Extra Life Day stream for Megavisions. Uh, I do not have a time slot on which time slot, like when I will be streaming it. But we'll be streaming all day on that channel. Scotty's going to start early in the day. We're going to have some other people jump in and out. So just be on the lookout for that, too. That is twitch.com backslash Megavisions. So you can check that out. My personal channel is twitch.com backslash Tornado Jones. And you'll, you'll be able to find me on there. Well, it might be Mixer soon. So <laughs> so you'll, yeah. it'll be mixer.com slash that shit. So check that out, too. So That's all I got, brother. It's good to have you back. Uh, if it, it was a little weird. It was nice to do the podcast and see how everything went, but it is good to be back in a routine, and I'm glad to be have you back, and I'm thinking we have some other listeners that are going to be happy that you're back, too. Yeah. All right, everyone. Y'all have a good week, and take care. Happy Halloween. Thanks for tuning in to the Scrubverse Podcast. If you would like to keep up to date with us, follow us on Twitter at Scrubverse Podcast, at Vetted Games, and at Tornado Jones. Email us at scrubversepodcast at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to check out our giveaway this month. Links will be provided in the podcast description.